PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Okay. Show me. Welcome to Billy D's Death at the Movies. What's up, my dudes? It's been a minute, but I was traveling and staying at my brother-in-law's house while they had a baby these past couple of weeks. Haven't had access to all of my tools, which, as you know, can suck for a creator. The good news is, I got to watch a bunch of stuff. I'm all caught up on Watchmen. I like it, don't love it, and that has everything to do with my suspicions of Damon Lindelof setting up plot threads he's never going to fully deliver on. I'm all caught up on Mandalorian, and I love that. A western-tinged shogun assassin slash hard-boiled in space with one of the most adorable puppets I've ever seen? Sign me the fuck up. What I love about this is that it's taking the visual language we're accustomed to seeing from Star Wars and using it to tell a different type of story. This is what Rogue One and Solo should have been. Rogue One should have been a spy movie, and Solo should have been a noir. I saw Dr. Sleep and had one of the worst theater experiences in my whole life. I wish it were only one person who fucked it up for me, but the entire theater was full of assholes who didn't know how to behave. Homeless guy getting drunk and yelling, oh shit, every 75 seconds. College girls in pajamas drinking thermos wine and talking loudly about a breakup one of them just went through. A couple where one was on her phone the whole movie and then asking who characters were and what was happening and her boyfriend had loudly explaining. I'm probably never going to a non-film-focused theater ever again in this city. I'll see Dr. Sleep again at home to make a final judgment, but I thought it was pretty good at bridging the classic film to the sequelized source material. But as usual, the book is better. Speaking of film-focused theaters, I went to the Nighthawk and saw The Lighthouse. And boy, what a fucking movie. Eggers just killing it. He's bought my seeing-whatever-he-does trust. Loved, loved, loved this movie. Every aspect of this film was outstanding. I got a feeling similar to when I saw Fury Road that this was a filmmaker applying every trick in the book flawlessly to execute their vision. And I caught a special screening at the Alamo of the newly restored and re-edited Tammy and the T-Rex. This is my second favorite theater experience of the year behind One Cut of the Dead. For those of you who don't know, Tammy and the T-Rex is a batshit sci-fi comedy from the early 90s. It stars a 17-year-old Paul Walker and a 22-year-old Denise Richards. Walker gets put into a coma after a local bully feeds him to fucking lions after a home invasion slash foot chase slash violent gang assault. While in a coma, a local mad scientist with a robotic T-Rex decides that what this giant robot dinosaur needs is a human brain. He steals Walker's brain and puts it in the T-Rex. T-Rex Walker goes on a rampage, killing all the bullies and trying to win back the love of his life. This movie... Wow. The cut I saw was a newly remastered and restored director's cut that had never been screened before. It's being released on home video and Blu-ray by Christmas. When it was made, the financier saw it with all the gore and was like, what the fuck is this? I wanted a Disney movie. They cut it down to next to nothing, and it became a weird DTV movie that very few people saw until Red Letter Media did a Best of the Worst episode featuring Tammy and the T-Rex. I also watched The Irishman, and I didn't love it. It was just okay. I mean, by Scorsese standards, which is better than most. But even if you only look at his post-2000 films, he's made better than this. Sure, it was cool that De Niro and Pacino seemed to actually show up, and Pesci knocked it out of the park, 
but I think the de-aging was a mistake. In general, I dislike this tech, and this is some of the better use of it. But you can't de-age someone's body language and posture. Youth isn't just about wrinkles. It's also in the body and the eyes. And De Niro had roomy old man eyes and was stooped over when he was supposed to be essentially the same age he was in Cape Fear. Okay, time to charge all the things. Shooting cattle decapitation tonight for Black Serpent. Wish me luck. Stay cool. Billy D. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Welcome to episode 360 of Cinema Crespo. I'm your host, Chris Crespo, chilling in the Crespo Deso studio with your threat weather update. Current threat weather level is uh, Hurricane Turquoise. Hurricane Turquoise, okay. uh, prepare to batten down Drew Sakagra. Drew, how you doing, Drew? I mean, apparently I'm being prepared to be batten down. Be prepared, Drew. So, You're going to fly away in the no. winds. The turquoise winds of yeah. animosity and pain and, and, and virtue and, and love. Duality in nature very is very important. Chris. Yes, it's, it's important confusing. and confusing. It's you have to know. It's hurting my brain just thinking just about it. Just because fire and ice uh, seem to be opposed doesn't mean that they are. They can still be working these in tandem together. These are really bad metaphors and allegories, just so you know. No, these are all... This is all no, pertinent. these are awful. This is all... It's not even... You it's call them metaphors. I'm talking about the way the world works. This is actuality. This is how it is. Sure. It's what it is, Drew. We did everything we could for him. <laughs> uh, did you watch that? What? No, you didn't watch it, did you? What? The Irishman. No. Oh. I do not have three and a half hours. I didn't have three and a half hours this weekend. I will next week. So. You didn't have three and a half hours this weekend? No. What are, you, what are you busy doing? Nothing. You were just talking off mic about how you're sitting around doing nothing and loving it. I've been digging ditches for two days. <sighs> digging ditches for free, probably. Sucker. Yes. <laughs> what a sucker. Actually, yes, for free. Correct. Um, ladies and gentlemen, sit in with us from Tidbit State the Beer Union, fellow PFT, cohort, co-everything. We got Steve Vecchi and Leslie Joe, guys. Hey. Hi. How you doing? Good? I'm good. Yeah, you still full? Are you still eating Thanksgiving leftovers? Uh, not enough. Steve, what do you do for Thanksgiving? <laughs> Ma- Mackie Cheesy. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Okay, what else? Um, I mean, I do turkey. Sure, turkey he, is very He ate, like, two pieces easy. of turkey. Yeah. White, white meat. Yeah. yeah, of course. Will you eat the dark meat? No. Um, there was actually, you know what? That's the best stuff. Um, oh, oh, yeah, it's definitely better. Just as you know, as good for you. Oh, but good for you. That's never stopped me before. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I like I like both the white and the dark stuffing. What do you? Th- he. We just had this whole conversation about what he thinks are is bad for him, and uh, <laughs> his list of what he thinks is bad for him. Probably is, not very bad for him. Is uh surprising. Yeah. I yeah. thought I thought pork rinds were like. The one of the worst things you could eat. I mean, it can't be good for you. I mean, all it's it is straight, is deep fried skin. Yeah, it's, the, the well, problem is that it's fried. Well, no it's hell. less saturated. It's mostly uh, like half unsaturated fat. Yeah, I mean, fat, fat itself is fine. Yeah, 
But I mean, in moderation. If, if, you, go, no if you go on a deep fry and then eat a bag of it, there's a ton of protein. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's thick skin. Yeah, you need the protein. I man. do. I do need that. Yeah. Good for a healthy young growing boy like yourself. <laughs> he didn't eat pork rinds on Thanksgiving, but he did eat no. yesterday. Okay, so he had some turkey. He had some uh, uh, and mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes, of course. Yeah, corn niblets. Uh, corn. uh cornbread. Cornbread. Okay. So that was very, that, that so was very helpful. I was like, there was something else, and you're like, corn. I'm like, oh wait, that's half. Yeah, of it. corn and some sort of corn. <laughs> there you go. And cheesecake. He loves cheesecake. Oh my god, so I had two slices. That's just, just a big old thing of cheese. Um, <laughs> stuffing? Yes, no. Stuffing? No, I didn't. Cranberry sauce? Uh, no. Would you? Um, you like that face? <laughs> only from the can. It's the best stuff. The canned stuff. I, it's ever I like the, the, the debate yes, with the, the with the cranberry sauce, canned or not canned, was like I've heard it a lot this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a debate. Well, it shouldn't even be a debate. No, the, like, the answer is canned. The canned stuff with the ridges. You need the ridges so you can know where to put the knife to cut. I the like slice. the can. It's just the it's classic the staple. But he, I, I was gonna try with the cranberry sauce. I was actually really going to like pursue that with him this year. Mm-hmm. But after his face in the mashed potatoes, like. There was he, something in it. He couldn't handle anything else. Like there, he was going to have an issue. There was something in it. Someone made fancy mashed potatoes. And yeah, you like it? we had Publix. Oh, so what, they put like tarragon in there or some shit. Probably. I don't know what or garlic. What Those was it? Garlic, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know. They were a little off. They flavored it with something. Okay, thank you. They were a little off. Were they off? They it did, tasted they, weird. That sucks. But actually, I didn't think he was going to make it. Like I thought it was going to be ugly. Oh. It soured my stomach. I, was oh. like, <laughs> I saw his face and I was like, okay, he doesn't like that. What a shame. Yeah. And uh, I ate all those things and then uh, everything else they offered. Uh, <laughs> I just held it in my mouth and stared at the table like, what do I do now? I went to. <laughs> I, I went to the store. I went to the market today and got me a, a loaf of bread so I can have a, a good old Thanksgiving uh, stuffing and turkey sandwich for dinner. Those uh-huh. are good, good sandwiches. God, it's my favorite. Plus, I got so much of this shit. I gotta finish it. How about you, Drew? What do you? Oh yeah. What do you? How much? You still still eating? Much shit. Still eating yeah. the leftovers? Got, got a, I mean, we had an eleven-pound ham for three people. Eleven-pound ham for three people. Shout out to our listeners in Botswana. Hope you ham, guys ham, are enjoying ham. our food talk. Uh... If you need help, just uh, contact me on Facebook, I guess. Yeah. Send you some money. Um, okay, well. a sandwich. Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad you guys are here. We're all full. We're all seated. We have, I got I got a beverage. You got a beverage. See, do you have a beverage? You got, um, you got a water over there. Yeah, I got a water over there. Yeah, he's doing, uh, you're doing no drinks November? So, no. Right? Well, good, because it's December 1st. So. Mm. All hey! right. All right. <laughs> it's time to drink. It's December 1st. Grab it, grab it. Uh, Drew, how's, how's your no nut November go? Good? Awful. I failed very quickly. <laughs> Did not go. Failed so well quickly, at all. didn't even realize what was going on. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even know it was a thing, Chris. Didn't even know it was a thing. Well, thanks, thanks to Twitter. I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah, I'm not on Twitter. Twitter. I mean, oh, Drew, that's right. You're not on Twitter. Drewster Cogburn is on Twitter, on Twitter. But that's not me. Drewster Cogburn. So I'm not on Twitter. Helping us out. Whoever you are, mystery person, we appreciate it. But you're definitely. Are you sure it's not you? I'm positive. I think it's true. It's not. Chris was never that good at Twitter. That's what I'm saying. And I would let people. And if I was if I was that savvy at Twitter, like I'd feel good about myself. You would be. And that was a false start. I think that you're not telling the truth. That's what I'm saying. False start, right? And uh, he was embarrassed with the anti-hero 419 label that he's had since he was like 17. And she's been making much lie to me. I I don't have Twitter on my phone, and I don't know how it works through the website. Mm. Twitter.com works through the website. Uh, Listen, we all understand that you were just embarrassed that you you. Picked anti here four one nine when you were like fifteen years old. You're now you're now forty two. It's ridiculous. I was to, seventeen. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now you're an old man. You mm-hmm. can't be going around being like, "Got a minute, bro?" Man. I mean, I can. 
Can you? It's not a good look, but I can. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Can you? <laughs> I can. You want to wear a hat? I got hats upstairs. I, <laughs> I got I got a few ball caps. I got a Sorby Jones one. It's a very cool hat, but I ain't going to wear it. I don't wear hats. What's going on here? I've never seen you wear this a hat. This isn't 1999. Right? In my 20s, I'll wear a hat. Maybe but... that's your thing next year. Hats? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can go. I can find my beanie. I can bring. I'm always no, down there. No, don't bring it back. I'm PFT always out beanies. No. Ooh, a PFT. A PF beanie. P. <laughs> A BFTini. Okay, we'll figure that out. <laughs> uh, why not, Drew? It's, it's it's my MTA one with the the Uptown Brooklyn. No, oh, Uptown just, Bronx. Just don't wear it during the summer. No, are you kidding me? <laughs> like I deal with this head of hair during the don't, summer. I'm gonna put a be beanie on top of it. Don't be that guy. See, that's part of the reason why I haven't worn hats in a while either. Too because now nah, I got a fucking natural hat walking on top of me, uh, <laughs> keeping me warm. Uh, it's fun. It's good times. Okay, look, we got something. We got to talk about movies yes. and shit. Mm. Um, Drew and I went and saw a couple movies, a couple releases that I think we were both looking forward to. Yeah, I was. Uh, which one do you want to talk about first? I'll let you decide. Uh, let's do Queen and Slim. It was number five this week, made $11.68 million. Yeah, that's not bad not for bad. even being number five movie. 11 Only 1,600 okay. theaters. All right, for a uh, modern-day Bonnie and Clyde, black Bonnie and Clyde. So, Have you guys seen the marketing for this? No. Anything? For, no. What's it called? Queen and Queen Slim. Slim. No. Which? No? Okay, Did, see? Where's the marketing for it? We, I mean, we saw, we saw it all the time. We saw a bunch of My whole thing was... Well, where did you guys see did it? You, in the movies, because we go to the movies every week. Yeah, oh, always, yeah. We're always okay. in the theater. Did, did so. you notice you, they didn't say their names until the end? Their actual names? Like their characters' names. Uh, no, I didn't. That would have bothered me. I haven't watched it, but that would bother me. No, I didn't. I didn't notice it whatsoever. It was all you because, and Hay, and they never called them by their name. Because there isn't a single scene without either them. one of them. Yeah. If not both of them. Yeah. Yeah, so that's true. So no, they never have to, like, it's always just talking to each other. But it's all, Did they and, have it's all you. characters' names? And, Yes. You find out at the end. Because they talk about, yeah, go meet my guy, this guy. Yeah. His mm-hmm. name is, like, Shepard or yeah. something. Yeah, so you do get some names here and there. But not theirs. That's interesting. I like that. That's different. That's good stuff. Um, I just think it makes them more relatable because they could be anybody. They could be anybody. That's kind of the point of it. It's just queen and slim. Obviously, in this situation, I would be queen and he would have to be slim. Mm -hmm. Just because I can't. Unless it's an ironic thing, Mm -hmm. in which case, (laughs) yes, my svelte levels are low. It's not my fault right now. (laughs) Just at Thanksgiving. Well, Edgy would be slim in our situation, too, so don't worry about it. So you're you're queen, but a queen works for you a little better. If I was gay, I'd be be queen all day. <laughs> well, in that situation, I wish I was gay. Then Queen and Slim would be a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> It'd be a different movie. I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be gay for the for the style. Okay. Ooh, I don't think gay people like that. <laughs> <laughs> just wishing. Yeah, it's just a, you just gotta <laughs> just gotta adopt. Is that, is that appropriation? That's appropriation. I figured it, I figured it out. I mean, I mean, it's kind of like the, uh, oh god, what's the name of those stupid silly bastards? They did this song. I wish I were queer so I could get chicks. Oh, um, and they Bloodhound did, gang. It's a bad touch. And I was yeah, gonna yeah. say, yeah, yeah. Is it the, <laughs> do it like, uh, do it like animals on Discovery Channel. Yes. People, those guys, those yes. guys. It was. Yeah, it sounds like they'd write Bloodhound gang like that. Yes. <laughs> yes, never was a fan. Um, all right, now so Queen and Slim. Okay, so we talk about this first number five movie of the weekend. Drew, what did you think? Walking out, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was. I mean, it, it, they say it in the trailer that's 
fucking thrown all over the place. You guys look like the Black Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, they say in the movie Black so, Bonnie and Clyde. So the, for for people who don't know the setup of the movie, for, I guess for you guys, since you don't know the setup of the movie, and this all happens before the credits. Yeah. I love those opening credits. No, oh, Style choice. Oh, dude, so good. I was like, whoa. This dude, movie. the music in this fucking Great music. movie was so... Like every, music. like, every time it switched <laughs> to them just, like, driving in that fucking awesome car with whatever yeah. bumping ass music they were yeah. listening to, I was just like, man, I, want, I, like, I wanted to take out Shazam and be like, what is this? <laughs> I, do, I, I do want to do that movie sometimes. But I'll, so just, I'll, like, but, I'll, but I'll wait for the soundtrack to come out and I'll find it my goddamn self. I'll pull my self. phone and be like, Shazam just right now. I'll, just, I'll try to remember later. No, and then no, I exactly, forget. Yeah. And then I always forget. So if you walked in five minutes late, you would miss the whole... No, well, well, no here's it's, the... it's so central to what the movie is. They well, keep replaying it. So well, you, that you and, would just and, miss seeing the And also, pr- it's pretty much like the trailer is just... And the, the trailer the first five minutes. Yeah, the trailer is out for you. Too. Yeah. So, so, so what, what? What happened? Is the movie <laughs> starts with uh, a bad Tinder date. Yep. <laughs> it's a very bad date. It's it's very. Funny. It's awkward. It's very awkward and cute, and and it's like, oh, they, 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 they're not going to see each other no. again. And it's um, <laughs> and it's Daniel Kaluuya, who's the guy from Get Out. Yeah, he was also okay. uh, he. He also has Born Black Panther, and well, he did an episode was, of Black Mirror. What was the last one where he was with the dude from? Uh, he was Atlanta. just in Widows. Widows. Exactly. Exactly. Which, is, which is very strange. In Widows, it's like very intimidating. In with Widows, Widows like, the look in his eyes like, made me attend. shit a fucking brick. Like, and, it, fuck and, it, and in this movie, he does not have that feeling at all. This one's a, he's a nice Christian guy. Yeah. In this one. It's just he like doesn't even drink. To, just doesn't drink. Just trying to meet a girl, have a good time, go on a date, maybe you know, at the end. Uh-huh. Ooh, la, la. Um, and he meets this girl who can you look up her name? Because it's, it's her first. Yeah. It's like an introducing. And she it, mm. she deserves the introducing thing. She fucking. She's it. really good. Oh, wow. This chick, whatever her name is, uh, tall chick. She's like, oh, dude, she's at least, all legs. at least six foot seven. She's a giant, all legs too. And um, they go on a bad first date. And it goes terribly, and then on the way home, they get pulled. Jody over by Turner Smith. Jody Turner Smith. Okay. That's the name we'll be talking That's about. It's actually for a while. not yeah, hard you, to you forget. I you can remember. That should be a good you name to remember. Be Jody hearing that Turner name. Smith. You will yeah. be hearing that name in the future. Yeah, because she's great. Um, they go on this date, and they get pulled over by police. And it's a very racist cop who uh, just fucks with the guy. And um, she gets out and she's like, I'm a lawyer. I'm going to record this shit. I'm reaching for my phone. He's like, don't you do that. He has his gun out. And he shoots her, oh, like shit. clips her. It, it grazes her leg. Grazes her leg. Uh, so what a he, horrible shot. A horrible yeah. sh- he's a terrible cop. He, he's a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> he's a terrible person, terrible cop. He, uh, and then so the other guy, Kaluuya, he gets in a fight with the cop. They wrestle around. He gets his gun. He shoots the cop in essentially self-defense kills the cop so now he's a cop killer yeah and they decided to go on the run um and, i would too yeah because no. they're like oh we're they in ohio oh, seriously yeah, they're, they're in ohio they're in ohio Pretty, and she's an, she's she's an, an attorney, attorney for for uh and, black defendants and she, stuff yeah she, and she knows how the you, criminal justice system works exactly and you learn that ohio is a death penalty state as well this movie so. is very skewed towards the uh, idea which i obviously believe in mm-hmm. that the criminal justice system is rigged against racial minorities yes. and uh well racial minorities and are, poor people and too. poor people yes absolutely poor people 100 percent. poor people of all colors and, like, and people need someone to look up to that type of thing on an awareness it was like an awareness level kind of movie or like was it really no, far-fetched no like, no not not it's not a message movie but it does color the whole thing it does inform okay. your character's actions and then how everyone else reacts to them so then they like the whole bonnie and clyde reference no. 
is that so then that's just a setup with the movie once that happens then and, the and credits then, roll and, then and the movie actually starts then, then it's like uh, something something film and then the credits begin and you're yeah. like oh shit <laughs> nice that's a great way to yeah, do it it's a very cool opening I was like ooh I think I'm in and mm. then um, and then it becomes a road movie because yeah. they're on the run mm-hmm. and it's a road movie and then what she's two characters are now find themselves tethered together and uh, and then they fall for each other along the way that type of thing so their relationship evolves and grows and stuff and since the movie's what two 15 yeah. they give them that time the, the that, relationship has a time needed. to grow which is yeah. cool hmm. so and you said she's six seven like was that like she's at a, least six seven no. maybe seven two it, i'm not sure she, she can play for the wnba i was gonna say and you like, making up the number and it's like three quarters legs too yeah and she's like five she's like five eights legs that's ridiculous but she's also like two eights torso which means she has a tiny head at the top of the <laughs> <laughs> so like a Q-tip it's strange it was fun it was fun seeing Flea in this movie Flea I haven't seen Flea it. in a while great cast so we got Flea <laughs> in it actually I was thinking of watching the movie I'm like you know Flea he's been acting since yeah. the early 90s yeah. yeah how come he hasn't done more because he's always good I don't well, know dude, he's always great the Chili Peppers are, pro- are very prolific I guess I'm so busy with him so, oh the show yeah 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 remember he's the basis from oh, one yeah, of the yeah, biggest yeah, yeah. rock bands in oh, the world yeah, yeah yeah you're right you're right I forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of busy being a rock yeah. star <laughs> to be a movie star as well. Okay, yeah, yeah sure. Remember in the nineties? You guys remember when other movie stars started to be rock stars? Yeah. Uh, Johnny Depp started. Well, I don't know if he started, but he was in that band, Friends of P. Yeah, right. Remember Friends of P? He was a guitarist. Wait, who yeah. was Johnny Depp? I think he was in Friends of P. Friends of P. He was I, a guitar player. I, oh, you're talking about uh, the Rentals? Was it the Rentals? Well, yeah, the song was called Friends of P. Thank you very much. Yeah. Is that what it is? The rentals, yep. I mean, what? You're getting I mean, schooled today. The, tr- and <laughs> the most successful version of what you're talking about is that fucking asshole in 30 Seconds to Mars. Oh, Jared Leto. Yeah. That's that's for sure. Which he, I mean, he. Because he, he was is, acting first, right? Yeah. And, and then that's the Queens brother. of the Stone yeah. Age. They were, that was. Uh, what, what was that? Jared, uh, no, uh, what shit? Jo- Josh. That's that, Josh Jalome. No. What is the name? No. Who was the other guy? Oh, shoot. I'm just completely blanking in on Queen it now. In Queens of the Stone Age, it's. And that was uh, Dave well, Grohl, wasn't well, he, he an actor so, too? So the, I think that was uh, he was part of that, but wasn't that like just temporary? Or well, no, the thing album? is, it was for one album. The thing for is, the thing about Queens of the, the Stone the Age, good album, the good one. The thing about Queens of the Stone Age is, it's kind of like a, a revolving cast. All centered around the guy. Josh Delhomme is guy, yeah, guy. yeah. Okay. All centered around Didn't him. Didn't I just see him in a movie? Wasn't he just in a movie? Maybe. I was really focused on like the Spice Girls and stuff back then. <laughs> Spice World, you see that one? Oh yeah, that's oh, a fun ass movie. Like, I love Spice World. Really? Yeah, the the uh, the whole tour bus gag where it's just a normal bus, but then you go inside. It's like a two story mansion. <laughs> it's huge, and uh, I like it. I like the movie honestly, just because it's um gives me a chance to watch this guy. What's his name? Richard E. Grant. He's the guy who plays their tour manager, mm. the English guy who's like he often plays a bad guy, but in this one he's more of an aloof manager type dude. Mm. Uh, now he's a fragrance guy. He's mm. into perf- par- perfumes, mm. uh, eau de colognes, etc., etc. On the toilet. Thank you. That's mm. what I was looking for. Um, <laughs> or, oh yeah. So uh, yeah, Flea. You can been acting more. Oh. Dogstar. That's the other band I was going to bring up. Oh, okay. That's yeah. uh, Keanu yeah. Reeves. Right. Yeah. When he was a bass player <clears throat> for a band called Dogstar. 90s again. Yeah. I, I didn't know that actually one. remember, vaguely remember him, that band playing uh, Late Show with David Letterman. 
because mm. I watched Letterman also, right? Yeah. And uh, their band performs. He's a bassist. And he's like Shaggy Airplane. And then he actually rarely, since it's Keanu Reeves, after they played, then had the band come over to the to the couch so he could interview them. And uh, Keanu Reeves was talking about how he, he was trying to go for like a three chord bass note, and he blew. He's like, oh, he's being all bashful. <laughs> it was so funny. It was very horrible. <laughs> terrible band. Terrible, terrible band. Um, Queen of Summer. Is there anything you didn't like about it, Drew? Maybe the length is a little. The length is a little long. It's over two hours. I mean, and my, there my, was my rider gets smaller by the day. You know, it's, there were these things become an issue. Yeah, there, there, there were two things at the very end that made me angry, but they're but they're just stupid production mistakes. That's all. Just production mistakes. Production you mean mistakes. like location things? No, the way. The way, I, I don't want to give it. I can't. I can't. I don't want to give stuff away. Interesting. Um, I'll talk, we'll talk about it off mic. I'll tell you what bugged me because there were okay. two things that like stood out, and it was like, oh god, as strong as all the rest of this movie was, you guys let it fuck up at the end. That you feel like something fucked up. Yeah. I will say the ending. I feel like while well, getting into details, um, I feel like they were queuing up a specific ending. Oh yeah, and then they whoosh, and then they were whoosh, yeah. yeah, and then they whoosh. swapped it around. And I was like, whoa. Well, no, seriously. <laughs> yeah, so, so you got me good. <laughs> so I mean, and it all works. of this, like, it still works. all of this movie is centered around violence, and for whatever reason, the way violence that it's shot and black uh, love, the, the the way the, the movie shot, and maybe it was just the theater we were into, but mm. every the, there were three shots, gunshots, three, three gunshots in the whole movie. Each and every single one of them, the entire audience went, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah!" yeah. It, all three of them. Yeah, each yeah. one. It's like, "Whoa, shit!" Because it's because uh, it's not a violent movie, but violence happens. No. Um, yeah, and violence happens a lot against like black women mm-hmm. because there's a whole Bokeem Woodbine thing yep. and everything, which is very interesting. Uh, yeah, actually, a lot because I mean, she gets shot in the beginning, like we already said, yep. it happens before the credits. Yep. Um, so that's a big deal about it and also kind of tying back to what we were talking about with Watchmen uh, familial violence and tragedy yeah. that's stuff being passed down a generation and dealing with uh, the whole sins of the father and mm-hmm. uh, the trauma that gets inherited the no. PTSD of childhood etc um, and having fucked up family members mm-hmm. it's um, yeah I don't know what I mean I really like the movie I don't know what yeah. I would change I wouldn't about change anything it. about it the, the, I, I, I would throw them an extra couple things thousand dollars so they could fix two things interesting, interesting. <laughs> i uh i like that it had a sexy yeah you know uh not, a, not a good old-fashioned one too yeah that's what i'm saying it was, it was a good old old-fashioned 90s sexy internet porn has ruined sex in movies yeah it really has because we can't get like i mean i, I was rewatching basic instinct yeah. like a week ago i was like damn it's a sexy yeah movie. they're always naked and they fucking yeah um and like they don't do that anymore because no. like people produce, everywhere. Yeah, it's like why uh, it used to be sex sells, but now you don't have to sell your movie with sex because you can get sex so easily elsewhere. Yeah. Mm. Um. So then now when sex is used in movies, it's not even used to sell. It's just used as a, a proper story device. Mm-hmm. Uh. And it's like, ooh, this is getting mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. So I'm in this theater. I don't know if you noticed this, Drew. I'm in this theater. It's a pretty packed theater. The row in front of me, like four seats up, there was like a father, uncle type guy. With four kids. With like three or four kids who were all maybe average age between the three or four kids, 11. Yeah. Right? Oh, 
black black family, black kids. And uh, so I can see why he would even take him to see this movie. It looks like a fun movie. But then the sex scene is happening. I, I didn't even have to look. I could sense it. I could feel <laughs> the uncomfortableness of this oh, yeah. guy. Yeah. And like leaning forward. And like, yeah. and trying, it's like, I don't know what he's trying to do. Like, don't, don't, look, don't look at them giant titties on the screen. Or maybe. Yeah, the thing is, titties aren't even that big. But when you're on a big no, screen. No, but on the screen like, like that, you can't miss them. <laughs> and then and then he goes, and they even going for a titty suck. Like, what was the last time yeah. you saw a, a good movie old titty in suck? a theater? Yeah, with a good old titty suck. What is this rated? R. Pre PG. Oh, R. It was R. And they just let eleven-year-olds in, like. Well, that's the thing. If it's rated R, that means as long as as long as is suggested. Yeah, like you have to be with a guardian. Yeah, like you can be whatever age as long as there's an adult with you that approves. NC seventeen would mean no kids get out of here. If you're bringing your kid to an R-rated movie, that you're you're kind of accepting that responsibility. Yes, you should be looking ahead of time. You are, and the MPA they've. I noticed they dropped an A recently, Drew. The MPA tells you. He said this movie's rated R for blah 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 yep. blah. blah. Yeah, it, it'll say it, it tells there, you every time. Yeah, nudity. Yes, sexual strong sexual. language. It'll say it in strong there. sexual content. So it's yes. not like the cigarette pack that has all the warnings on it. It is a specific. Well, it's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's not like this one may. Uh, in this yeah. case, it's not from the Surgeon General. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> right. like it may cause problems with pregnancy. Yeah, like, no. well, yeah. I'm not pregnant, so these that, cigarettes are good for me. That yes. would be a wonder. I would definitely see that movie. The the, the 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 movie that's bad for pregnancy. Yeah, possible? Uh, but what if it's just because the are, movie is so depressing that you can't even have sex after it? No, I, don't, I think those are Gaspar No movies. They just induce uh, <laughs> your like, body. No, I mean, so depressing you can't have sex afterwards. Just watch Monster. You will not. You, you you will not touch your lady friend for probably a week after watching that movie, or any <laughs> Lars von Trier film. My no. friend uh, did her autopsy. Really? Yeah. That's kind of fascinating. It is fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> like in a, in, a, in a really morbid way, but yeah, that's fucking fascinating. That's crazy. That is crazy. Uh, any good secrets you want to divulge? Uh, third heart, maybe? Or, uh... Uh, definitely electric chair. Like, uh... I mean, yeah. Oh, so things were z- 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 fried. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barbecue. That's barbecue. interesting. I wonder how much that changes the autopsy. Like, oh my God, all I mean, these prob- veins are fried. I, I can't mean, find anything. Probably a lot. <laughs> yeah, right? For real. Like, it's still sizzling on the inside. <laughs> when I open her mouth, <laughs> Smoke still it comes smells, out. It smells like a Four Rivers <laughs> barbecue restaurant in here. I bet you it does smell. Like, oh, yeah. Like, have a burnt. Right? Yeah. yeah we just like took a ends. whole nother turn. Yeah, it, ha- <laughs> it happens. Yeah. It happens on this podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Cinema Crispity, so isn't it? Um, Queen and Sims pretty fantastic. It does a lot of great things. It tells a cool story. Uh, I like this movie quite a bit. It's uh, rated 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, certified fresh. What's the average bad. rating? Average rating. Do, 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 what do, is certified do. fresh again? Is that 75? 68, I think. 60 Six, or higher. Okay. Yeah, so uh, 6 out of 10 people like it. 7.5. 7.5? I go like 7.75, maybe an 8. Top critics drop it to 7.3. Ooh, it goes down with the top critics. I wonder if they agree with uh, his undisclosed reasoning. Probably not. It's stupid bullshit. Why? Why? The, the stuff that I don't like. Oh, the, the production. Things. Yeah, it's just, it's two really insignificant things, but they were right there in my face, and I couldn't look away. <laughs> All right, we have to talk about that yeah. in a second. Um, I wonder if they really shot it in Florida too, because because it, it's a road movie, so it takes place on a number of states. No, yes, uh, but it, probably I don't know the way. Like the way they were driving, it made it look like they were going down like I ninety five, but it was definitely on the Gulf. Coast like that was Still probably waterside. the panhandle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be Monroe County. Yeah. Uh, well, that thing is supposed to be Monroe County. Monroe so is the key. All the way down there. Yeah. yeah. It's supposed to be Monroe. Like so I maybe said, they shot in the panhandle. 
but for Monroe. Yeah, they could do that. But I'm, I'm just saying it looked like it looked like I'm a just glad, I'd just be glad that they actually did that as opposed to like shooting in Louisiana. Yeah, and saying, uh, no, I think it was I, definitely Florida because that I was definitely the shit. fucking like down like where the final end of the movie happened where they meet the last guy That's and all that. Like, like that, that, it could have also been on the Outer Banks, though. I mean, Carolina it, Outer Banks. I mean, you're right. It just, that, that's just, it, it's that Southern Swamp look. Hmm. Southern well, Swamp North Carolina <laughs> is as high as the Carolinas yeah. sometimes. They've been hit by major storms the last few years, so yeah. it would be unlikely that they would not have production issues with North Carolina. Like, mm. Well, that and them, all them silly laws they got that. Oh, yeah. Everybody's like, you know, we're not those doing bath- our business here. Those bathroom laws. Yeah. The NBA was like, we're moving our all-star game. That's yeah, no, exactly. Of, that's a lot of work. Uh, okay, so we saw Queen Slim. We both enjoyed it. Yes, agreed. N- Knives Out is the other movie we saw. Yes. The Who Done It? Uh-huh. The, the modern day clue. Yeah. Knives Out was number two this week. Chris made $27 million in 3,400 theaters. Okay, not bad. Not bad. Uh, big cast with this one. Don Johnson, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Don Johnson, right. Don Johnson. I, you know, anytime I hear his name, mm-hmm. before I even hear the project, I just laugh because you think of wieners. <laughs> I, both, I both no, of, because I think of Don Johnson. <laughs> Miami Vice, Miami Vice. He's having a resurgence, though. No, he is. I mean, he is. He's what? having a bit of a renaissance. Fan, not a fan, Leslie. I Don just Johnson? know an, an Instagram cat uh, uh, that my friend owns that. His name is Ginger Don Johnson, and he's a like a, a cross-eyed little cat. Yeah. And so when you say Instagram cat, you don't mean just a, a person on the internet. You mean an actual. It's a real cat. My cat. friend owns okay. and it's Ginger okay. Don Johnson. I don't know if you're just talking like jazz talk to me. If you were gonna, if you were gonna search this Instagram cat, you could cat find man. it. Yeah. So I don't know who Don Johnson is. I just know a cat. If you saw a picture, you're probably like, oh, Don Johnson. Mm. That's who you're talking about. Mm. Uh, between Watchmen and this, he's, uh, yeah, he's having a bit it. of a moment no. for himself. He also was in the. He was doing some other stuff too. Django Unchained yeah. years ago. That kind right. of pop out. Yeah, of he was a plantain. Yeah. He was a plantain. He was, owner. A, he was a plantain man. Um, okay, so we got the plantain. the Who Done It. It's a mystery film. Uh, Christopher Plummer is a patriarch of a huge family, rich family. Uh, he's made all the money. Yes. And then J- Jamie Lee Curtis is his the daughter, daughter Don who's Johnson. married to Don Johnson. Yes. And then the son, their son is Chris Evans, who's married to. Well, Chris Evans is a bachelor. Oh no, no, yeah. Their son is Chris Evans. Yeah. Yes, and, but and then yeah. Michael Shannon's another son is the, yes is the younger brother of Jamie Lee Curtis. And I mean, what a cast! And then Tony Collette is the married in from another brother that died. That's dead. Yeah, Tony Collette, another great actress. Lake- I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Lake- Jamie Lee Curtis is fantastic, yeah. and she's great in this. Lakeith like Stanfield shows she's, up. She's just always just great. to be there. I guess. Yeah, he, for him, he's really it's underused. A, it's a straight role. He's just a cop yeah. there to investigate, ask questions, keep the plot moving forward. Yeah. And uh, so we don't get the like, Keith Stanfield yeah. weirdness. But maybe this was his opportunity to be like, look, I can be not weird. Yeah. You know, I can do other things in my my. Did resume. you see the? Uh, her name's Eddie Patterson. She was. She's from. She's uh, the chick from Righteous Gemstones. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She Saw plays her. the housekeeper yeah. in this. Uh, I've also heard her on a couple episodes of Comedy Bang Bang. Okay. Uh, doing some improv stuff. And then there's Anna Armas. Yes, who is from Blade Runner 2049. Who ends up being like the central character of this she's fucking the movie. She's the central character of the movie. And uh, what's coming out? She's got something else that I'm not soon here that I can remember. Something. Okay. I swear. I'm sure. She has something. I swear to God. I'm sure. Anna de Armas. That's yes. her name? Arm A-R-M-A-S? Correct. Armas. She's a Spanish. And uh, and then Daniel Craig doing a southern accent, which... Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, it's... Drew Dotto's okay. It's, right. it, well, because it's... 
it, he's it's, going it's, full it's like, hole, like all yeah he's, he's, saw, he's going like sure. old school southern gentleman talk uh, like the, 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 it, it the, took his logan lucky role to like the extreme it's like with jo- the southern drawl yeah exactly yeah. it's like it's like joe bang but but suave. Refined. Yeah, but suave. <laughs> Benoit Blanc is my name. <laughs> oh, the name is so stupid, Benoit too. Blanc. Like, this, this movie ma- really did make fun of, like, the genre. Oh, sure. Sure, it's reverential to the whole thing, and uh, but still having fun with it. Look at us up in this clue-looking house. They <laughs> <laughs> called, called it a clue-looking house. Yeah. That's hilarious. That funny. Um... All right, so Drew, what did you think? I mean, I, again, I, a similar know, length to Queen of Slim. You know, seriously, I I really enjoyed it. I I was wondering how you're going to bring something new and fresh mm-hmm. to this a movie type, like this. this type of genre. Yeah, it's like an Agatha Christie. Uh, who's this other one? Sue Collins. Uh, Dial M for murder. Ke- Kenneth Branagh's Murder on the Orient Express. Yes, exactly. All that. Yes, shit, exactly. Yeah. And they're all very formulaic. You know, I mean, it's. The fucking mystery novel bullshit. Yes, but can it be fun? It can still but, be fun. Look, like a beach read, can still be fun. Can be yes, can still but, be but this is. I mean, this is a lot of that. It runs. I mean, it's still running those rails, but sure. it's it's like a fresh new train on those old rails. I will say, you know, uh, it's updated. It's modern. I will say about halfway through the movie, the the, the plot took a turn in a way that I thought was, was unexpected. Like, what? I was like, oh, <laughs> so they're going in this direction. This is interesting. Um, interesting way to take the mystery. I will also say two things. When when the movie takes that turn, at that point, I was like, I know what's going on. Well, yeah. I, I was like, oh, they kind of telegraphed this one from pretty far away. So at the end... But if you don't catch it, then... What's well, the thing? I feel like it's easy to catch it. So at the end, when Benoit Blanc is like, let's break this thing down, and he tells the old thing, and then it's like, nothing surprised me. Like, yeah, no. that's why I forgot mm-hmm. it was. Anyway. Um, that being said, I still found it enjoyable, personally. Yeah, it was fun. My parents went and saw this movie. Very rare for them to see a movie on opening weekend. They live two minutes away from a movie theater. It's they, right there. They never go. Um, they went and saw this one. Uh, my mom said about halfway through a movie, she she just had her phone in her purse and she was looking at no. her phone. Hmm. She, she was getting bored. Well, I mean, once again... My dad was like, get off the phone. She's like, it's long. in my purse. It's two hours. It's, <laughs> it's in my purse. It's in my purse. She was hoping no one saw the light. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I was going to say, well, I don't know if that works, mom, but uh, fuck it, I wasn't there. She was like, kick me out. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'd rather leave. Uh, there's a mall right there I'd rather go to or just go home and see my dog. Yeah. The, um, she got bored by by the length of it and uh, yeah, so that was interesting. Mm. And, and, and Dad really didn't speak up about whether he liked it or not, so hmm. maybe he was bored too. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's a fun movie. Um, but then again, kind of interesting in ways how they they took it, you know? Yeah. Like I said, it's very modern. And then I like the cast. Yeah. It's a great cast. The right. little, I mean, you, you never saw any direct evidence of it, but the little fucking rich kid they always called the right wing troll. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> there was something that I wasn't too into. This movie does a thing where. And then it kind of dates it in a way. So now when people watch this yeah. in 10, 15, 20 years, like, oh, this is, like a, very, this is a 2019 movie <laughs> where one kid, like the the grandson of this family, he is, uh, they call him a right-wing troll, uh, uh, alt-right kid, and later they should call him a Nazi at yeah. some point. Um, <laughs> the and Nazi then, boy who was masturbating the to the boy. dead deers in the so bathroom. You guys think it's going to get better in the next 15? God, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I mean, there, there are enough movies being made now reminding us all that Nazi Nazis are bad and fascism is bad. So then they have a a family debate about how one person's like, uh, 
the immigrants are oh, illegally had, entering the country. They're, they're definitely having the a law. Trump debate. They don't, yeah. they don't name drop, but that's the debate yeah, they're having. and then mm-hmm. someone else is like, they're putting children in cages. <laughs> and and then, like, oh, they're breaking the law. And it's very surface level. Yeah, they, they don't go into it at all. And, and it's just it a does, reference that they drop. And it's just showing that they're like uh, ideologically divided family, but then at the end, money makes them all greedy anyway, yeah. so it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, I could have done without all of that stuff. It's like, why? What's the no. point? What's the point of throwing this? I almost feel like Ryan Johnson, who did yes. The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. got a lot of flack from the the right-leaning side of uh, movie lovers. Oh, yeah. Who felt Last Jedi was, quote, SJW, mm-hmm. like, agenda-type stuff. Like, yeah. oh, it has uh, uh, women who oh, think no. for themselves. And, and people know. of color who are in lead oh, roles. Oh, oh, no. Oh, there's a black guy. Oh, no. I'm uh, afraid. Uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm afraid of the changing <laughs> so, world. I'm afraid of the black guy. Enough to send <laughs> yeah. emails and complain. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, uh, you know what? I'm going to do an impression of you. and Like, <laughs> just walking down the street, you go, oh, no, it's a black guy. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my world is changing. This is bad. <laughs> so, so I feel like then he's throwing all that shit into this movie yeah. to then poke at those people. Yeah. To be yeah. like, I, well, I mean, yeah. you know, I definitely yeah. saw Jamie Lee Curtis on The View talking about it the other day. Oh, The View, yeah, that that right wing. Uh, they're so <laughs> besides for Megan McCain, they're all you know. It's, it's crazy how and, uh, that show works. And her and Megan McCain get along really well because I guess. Uh, they had a good relationship with Megan's father, John McCain. Oh, there you uh, go. Right the there. most important thing that I learned from that episode was that uh, that that what uh, Tony Curtis and Janet Lee are her parents. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I how, didn't know that. That's before. why she has Lee Curtis. The, uh, she inherited the eyelashes of a Greek god. <laughs> <laughs> those, those Curtis eyelashes. Oh, and by the way, Chris, uh, Frozen Two made another. Fucking, hang on, where'd it go? <laughs> it moved. Oh, another $85 million. Whoa! <laughs> is that surprising? No. I mean, but, but last week it only made like $90 million, didn't it? Uh, no. What's the drop? What's the week-to-week hang percentage on, drop? I've got to find out. This... Oh, the new IMDb sucks, man. Oh, I'm not, I'm not oh, doing... Oh, your numbers now? Yeah. When did it come out? Last week. Last week. All right, well, okay, so so far, worldwide, uh, domestic is 287 Wow. International 451. After, after two weeks, we're at 738. Woo! That's crazy. That's a crazy amount of money for a sequel that is six years old. Yeah, like, it came out in 2013, guys. Pays yeah. for a Disney wedding. But do you think that makes... A ma- wedding. But do you think yeah, that makes it... on like a, a Tuesday. So it was a thirty. It was only a 35% drop. Do you think yeah, that makes week. it better, though? a crazy though? short drop. Like having like those years go by just because... The, ori- the first one was yeah, so sure. huge that it has to be that big for this to work. Sure, that's where a- you do it six years later, I think you get it better. And sometimes, in most cases, no. Sometimes it works in your favor. Sometimes it does not. Yes, uh, uh, toys, and I'll give you Disney examples for both. Toy Story three yep. and four, yeah, huge gaps between two, three, and four. Oh yeah, all those movies are well liked. Mm-hmm. Um, Incredibles, like a 12, 13 year gap between yes. one and two, didn't work. People didn't like Incredibles two so much. Well, uh, it's it's because and, and I think that I think that gap hurt in that case. Well, no, well, that one exactly. needed to be well, closer because, together. Yes. Well, it's because what Especially they were doing with the told. Incredible Incredibles was almost like Watchmen for babies. It was it was also vacation watching yeah. babies. Yeah. It was also one of those movies that people were uh excited about right away, like, oh god, I love this movie, this movie's great. And 
then but but that excitement like and I don't know well, what it is that does well, that no. but that excitement kind of went well, down well for that movie the reason kids, why those kids are all 20s and, they're and then, now. well and then later a lot of people are like oh the incredibles that's my favorite movie mm-hmm. like lately I've heard that a lot so much so that I'm going did I just not know you then, or or did you just decide it's your favorite movie recently? Are you, which are you is fine. No. Yeah, which or, which or is fine. Are you talking to people who are ten years younger than you? Uh, mm. Mm. I was about to say, who are these children? He's am, it's I, like, am I talking to them too? It's like our age group. <laughs> yeah, is that, yeah. Are you in the same? Uh, or maybe circles? a little bit before? Because they're not. No, they're not friends or anything. I I start up a lot of conversations. He really does. Who are these? Yeah, man. That's a. Problem. I'll talk gotta, to anybody. You gotta stop doing it. <laughs> Where'd that you go? He's... Here. Oh, he's off talking to some rando of the brewery. I love it. We go, who said that? I don't know his name. I don't know. <laughs> he started another podcast. Now. Look at you. Met like him a, five times. Seems like a bad <laughs> idea. Between Queen of Slim and Knives Out, you said Cogburn. If you were to recommend, like, if someone's like, I only got time for one movie. Both those movies are similar length. They cost the same amount of dollars. Which one would be like, go see? Go see Queen of Slim. Oh, wow. Okay. 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 I have to say the same thing. Just for the, from the conversation, that was my guess that you guys would go for that. Well, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I, well, I think it just has more to offer. Well, no, exactly. Yeah. Knives Out's fun. No, it is. It's very fun, and enjoyable it film. Is. They're. I mean, they're. It's apples and onions, man. Apples and onions, bro. <laughs> these apples are here for a good time, but these onions are here to fucking play. Second. <laughs> 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 you know. You know what? We need to take a break. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're at the halfway point. Let's take a break here. Well, we're going to come back. We're going to do our media diets where we're watching, okay? So uh, uh, I wrote them the Irishman. Anticipated you were going to watch the Irishman. Yeah, no, I'm very, I did not. I'm very, I'm very upset because I rewatched the Irishman. You say you ain't got three and a half hours. I spent seven hours. I watched Irishman twice. Well, I was fuck, ready to watch it again. Well, fuck you. I almost watched it. So uh, me too. Hashtag me too. <laughs> um... <laughs> I mean, Chris. My mom, who was bored by Knives Out, uh, her and my dad watched uh, Irishman Home. She was riveted. She loved it the whole time. Didn't use her phone or nothing. So there you go. How about well, I mean, some people are into different stuff, man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, some people like you, good stuff. You can watch The Irishman for seven hours. I'm the one who can, oh, so good. Who can sit on the couch and play a video game for 12. So. Oh, yeah, that always baffled me. Yeah. That has always, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like 40 hours in a yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Easily. This guy. Yeah. Um, so when we come back, we're going to talk about media diets. So we're watching, what we're reading, et cetera, et cetera, for all of us. And then we have a, uh, a number of emails to read. So we'll be reading those emails. And then I'll probably, honestly, fill up the whole second half of the show. So uh, maybe if we remember to, we'll do a Six Degrees of Jeff Goldblum. Perhaps. Okay. So let's take a quick break. And then we'll be right back with the show.
Okay, here we go. Hey, guys. Whoa, wait, whoa, wait. How's it going? Drew Cogburn. How you smoked up? You, you feeling good? You all nicotined up? You got yeah, um, your fingers smell all weird? Mm -hmm. you, uh, you create some more uh, trash to, mm -hmm. to put in my garbage? Uh, put, you, uh, put some more tar in my lungs. Put some more tar in your lungs. Oh. Uh, took one more premature step closer to death. Yes. Uh, painful, horrible, uh, COPD inflicted death. I mean, that's so painful these days. They got drugs for that. It's true. Slow, yes. Slow death, yes. Slow death. Mm -hmm. Oxygen tank death. It still looks painful when you have to suck an oxygen to be able to breathe. I mean, with all the more... Not, maybe not painful. That's the... got to, like, taste so clean, though. Like air from a can. I do want canned it's, air. Uh, yes. I do, yeah. What do I like gotta... from Spaceballs? What do I gotta... Yeah, what do I got to do to get a, a, a tank of oxygen uh, next, uh, next to my bed at no, night? No, I mean, you can go buy one, but it's a fire hazard, so... I mean, it's can oxy of, yeah. Oxygen is highly flammable. That's why mm -hmm. fires burn, because... Oxygen. That's why fires burn. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to <laughs> That's Why Fires Burn, hosted by Mr. Cogburn. <laughs> I forgot to tell you, Steve, that's on the new show. Where we're yeah. oh, oh, okay. By the way, this is the, this is the first and last episode and segment. <laughs> why Fires Burn by Mr. Cogburn. It's going to take off. Oxygen. Oxygen. The end. <laughs> and <laughs> that's it. I'm glad I was here for that. Yeah, I was hoping we are going to do a whole episode on backdraft. But nope. Uh, shut it down. Short and sweet, bro. This guy shut it down. In high school, and in, in my theater class, we had a you did a production large, of backdraft. No, we had a large movie poster of backdraft in the classroom. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know Although why. Not, now I kind of want to see a backdraft play. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah. I thought you were gonna say in my high school we did a high school production of backdraft. I want to see that. Yeah, <laughs> but with real fire. I've never seen it. I don't know what happens. You never seen it? No, it's not good. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not good. Good cast though, Robert De Niro. Yeah. Speaking of Irishman, uh, Donald Sutherland, uh, fucking God. Billy Baldwin, da, da, da. Scott Glenn. <laughs> oh, you'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. <laughs> there we go. Kurt Russell, who in a flashback plays his own dad. With a mustache and a Boston accent, it's bad. I love the idea of him just being like, "All right, next scene. Where's my mustache?" Like, no, you're not the dad in this one. I just remember Kurt Russell being so sweaty all the time. Everybody's so sweaty all the time. It's a sweaty movie. I love a good sweaty movie. Uh, speaking of sweaty movie, it also has the guy from Top Gun, Ooh. who is uh, the the uh, uh, Goose's no uh, Maverick's uh, partner. Sweatiest movie. Sweaty Sweatiest movie of all time. Delta Force. <laughs> a time to kill. Yes. Everybody was like dipped in gel Ama for that fucking amazing movie. Amazing sweat work in that movie. <laughs> so good. I haven't You're... watched enough sweat movies. Oh, it's uncomfortable. So, that's the thing. The actors never want to look bad anymore, so they no no one, no one's ever sweaty in a movie. I'm yeah. shocked when someone's wearing a shirt or a jacket that has like pit stains. A pit stain or a sweat stain. <laughs> like, oh my god, they even thought to include a sweat stain in this thing. Like no one does that anymore. In the eighties, uh, I was like, how you show people were doing stuff. They're always sweaty. <laughs> uh rewatch Top Gun and just Marvel how in every single scene everyone is wet from head to toe. No matter what. Either they're sweaty or they got out of the shower, they're going into, into the shower. shower. <laughs> uh, they're volleyballing, they're doing something. The only time things aren't sweaty is when it's uh Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis. Or on like, a motorcycle, or flirting with each other. <laughs> yes, uh, it's incredible how that movie; those two have like no sexual chemistry whatsoever. And then you find out later, well, uh, she is uh, uh, she's a lesbian living with a woman for years, and he's well, he's Tom Cruise. Yeah, so. so it makes sense. He's a great action star. <laughs> I believe that action. Everything else, I don't for some reason. I wonder why. Hmm. Um, great sweat work, Delta Force. Great sweat work. Time to kill. Great <laughs> sweat yeah. work. 
Yeah. Watching that movie, you could literally be like, it feels fine in here. Why am I hot? Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel, I, they, they turned their head. Like, we just did uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash crispity so you can sign up. Um, if you're hearing this on Monday, Cyber Monday deal, you can sign up for as little as $5 to our Patreon guys to get access to all of our episodes. Uh, Cyber Monday deal. Uh, get on it while it's hot, while it's available. Uh, promo code. Uh, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> Um, over the top, we did that that Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling movie, talking about sweat work. Yeah. The bad guy, Bull Hurley, is like he's introduced like he's sweaty. It's funny, I said the same thing you did. Like like he covered it in a gel. Like they, <laughs> yeah, they covered him in glycerin to make it so you can see the sweat. His shirt, he's wearing a gray shirt that is so sweat. so soaked. And all he did was like walk into a room. Mm. <laughs> he just entered <laughs> sweat. Mm. Oh, I love it. Good stuff. I like that. That's realistic. The opposite of that, <laughs> very realistic. The opposite of that, a tease into my media diet for the week. I watched three quarters of a random, uh, either Lifetime or I don't know, they're the same thing. A Christmas, I think it was Lifetime Channel Christmas movie. Oh god, mm. nah. where it's one of these Christmas movies where they obviously shot it like on a soundstage in the summer. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's supposed to be outdoors in a village and it's cold and it's snow everywhere. None of those things. You, you can practically see them running into this into frame with the napkin like. Get the sweat off their yeah. forehead. It's got to be so hot. Uh, no one, you can't see anyone's breath. It's like the least cold winters imaginable. Uh, well, you know, it's hard to sell. You know, uh, uh, wet hot American summer. I do. Um, you know, it was like about forty degrees out that entire <laughs> time. Yeah, and of course they got from the eighties those short shorts and yeah, shit yeah. like. Everybody was like apparently like really one, miserable, and it rained almost the entire time too. That's hysterical. And they had that one scene in the uh, like in the pond or whatever, so there people are actually wet and stuff. Oh yeah, my God, that was oh, so good. God, that's gotta be. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can't More fake my goosebumps. Like. Exactly, you gotta pretend. I'm hot. No, it's so hot out here. That's you gotta so freeze your goosebumps. <laughs> I, would be, I would fail at acting if I had to freeze make uh, my goosebumps go away. <laughs> Die Hard with the Vengeance, another great sweat work movie because it takes place during like a hot summer day and they're running around, very sweaty, good stuff. Samuel Jackson, very sweaty. Um, Juice Chicago, where can people follow you online? All right, and here four one nine Facebook and Instagram follow at Juice Chicago on Twitter. It's not me; they do a great job. Steve, where can people find you online? Oh, uh, yeah, you can find me. Uh, you just Google Steve Etchy, and all my stuff comes up. Just do it. And then of course there's pftmedia.com. Of course, just do that as well. Let's see where can people find you online. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Giraffes and Laughs Comedy Show on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and also on Tidbits. Very nice. And of course, and the, the website. DraftsandLaughsComedyShow.com Nice websites. Very cool. Uh, follow the show on Twitter, Crespity Soap, and Instagram, Cinema Crespity Soap. Uh, you can email us, CinemaCrespitySoap at gmail.com, and we'll read your emails. But first, mm-hmm. talk about those media diets, True Chicago. And if you're not watching The Irishman, then, and not between digging ditches... Digging that she's not and watching then, the Irishman. All right, we, we already talked about Watchmen doing? for our no, Patreon so, yeah, bonus. So episode. I've been, I mean, obviously, been watching Watchmen. Fucking Mr. Robot. All right, so <laughs> Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot's great. You guys watching that? Bot? I watched the first uh, season. Season. And then, Come on, man. And then, like, it, it's one of those things. I fell out of the mood. Sure, because you need yeah. that. Because you need that. Oh, mood. No, yeah. it's, a, it's a moody yeah. show. Yeah. yeah, it's a dark moody show, and it's a dark season. Oh and, yeah. Well, yeah. and that's just the thing. It was really good. That's not why you know I didn't yeah. stop it because I didn't like just, it. Just not feeling it. It's the same thing with Breaking Bad. I can't Ooh, yeah. watch that much because uh, I like to binge stuff. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And you have to be in the mood. You know. Sure. And even if I'm in the mood when I start watching, I watch way too much of it, and then I'm not in the mood for a long time, and I, I drop that. it. And this is what season four. 
Right, true. Yeah. So the final season, season four. So that's a decent amount then to, yeah. have, to, to have to watch to be into that. But man, this show is wild and uh, bonkers. Like, I'm yeah. wondering where it's going to go, how it's all going to end. It's def- It's not going to the end the way that I thought it was going to uh, end. Apparently not. <laughs> but how many episodes are left? Four? Yeah. I'm not even sure of that. I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, poor Elliot. Elliot's got to pull together. <laughs> Does he? Pull together, Elliot. <laughs> Will he? Oh, yeah, I don't know. We'll be sure I mean, help a, him. Apparently, he's been holding it together just barely this whole time. Just barely this whole time. Now, he's got to go Fuck. through with the hack. He's got to finish a new hack. I mean, he's fucking broken, he dude. Got, he has to stop the day you screw. He's way broken. Uh, oh, beyond broken. I think it's. I think Homegirl's going to be the one who ends up. Darlene? I think she's going to be. Come on, Darlene. Fucking... Pull it together. Is Dom dead? Is Dom going to die? She's bleeding out. Last we saw her, bleeding out. I mean, she's not. We haven't seen her die on screen we yet, so she's not dead. We haven't seen her dead. Correct. And until we see her dead, but, she's not dead. But is she going to die? Because people have a way of coming back in these fucking When's Joey shows. Badass going to come through? Ah, oh, man. He, That's got to pay off. God, I hope so. I want him just to come. Oh, God, that was paid off so great in the last season. All these questions and more hopefully will be answered. Answered, yeah. Answered. Very soon, yeah. So that uh, His Dark Materials. Obviously. Oh yeah, that's so man, caught up on that. I gotta get caught up on that. We got Lin Manuel. We finally get Lin Manuel Miranda. Did he do a song? No. Thank God. Oh no. No. Yes. Fuck. I hate musicals. Uh, I mean, he didn't do a song, but when you're introduced to him because was of introduced to a hip hop beat. No, but he's like singing a song. Okay. Because he's doing it. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Can you guys think of any uh, besides him? Can you think of any famous people who got famous from? Uh, Stage from theater that used to be a thing. Back um, in the day. John yeah, Leguizamo. I would think that he's had a, more like uh, I, I've seen him like do like acts where I I watched his act in in the Bob Carr before I ever watched a stand up. That's true. Well, he does have um, I guess that's probably growing up in New York where he has that uh, like the, the history of Latin people for mm-hmm. dummies or something like that. Um, but I mean, like straight up, like back in the day, Christopher it, Walken. Yeah, but no, he got he danced, popular. Well, here's he, the thing. he danced on Broadway. No, but he's, just, he got popular doing movies first. It's just most people don't know. I mean, uh, oh, I thought Hugh, Hugh Jackman. He was a song and dance man before he ever well, got into movies. He got popular doing movies. Yes. What I'm saying back in the day, in this, like in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, like if you watch old TV shows, yeah. uh, old game shows specifically, where they have like panels, yeah, uh, like Paul Lind and shit like that, um, they would have people who are like famous for being on stage, uh, like Liza Minnelli types, but. Now, Lin-Manuel Miranda's the only person I can think of who got popular first, and now he's getting into, like, Mary Poppins yeah. and shit like this. But first, it was In the Heights, Into the Heights, In the Heights, and then Hamilton yeah. blew him up. Mm. Uh, and, like, I feel like that doesn't really happen anymore. No, no it doesn't. This Not really. Lady, I think this lady who's, um, she's in this Uncut Gems movie, um, Indina Menzel. Okay. Mm. I feel like she only got popular because John Travolta fucked up her name at the Oscars. Ah, do you remember that? Yeah, it was like, in, nope. in, he's like Andina, Andina, Bandina or something. He fucked up her name terribly, uh, and it became a meme the next day. And then she yeah. sang a song. This was in 2013 because she was on the. Wow, Frozen it was that long ago. Because she did Frozen. Wow, yeah. okay. was it him? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. him. I remember okay. that. Because then I think like a year later, they brought them both back and they made, like he, she introduced him. him and fucked up his name on purpose or something and, and he yeah. did something weird. Cause he's She's a he's star. She's amazing and gorgeous and can sing her ass off. Uh, and then with Frozen 2 out now, and she's in this Adam Sandler movie, Uncut Gems. Which she's is like, going to be fucking... She's making God, the rounds so now. Uh, 
Um, but I think she was on Broadway for a while, and that's how she got into Frozen because okay. she was a Broadway star. Yeah. But uh, unless you're like, well, the thing seeing is, seeing Broadway stuff, right? You know? Exactly. I would have no idea. Right. Exactly. Who are these people? I've been living a whole life over there. Yeah. Um, Michael Stuhlbarg. Remember the the Coen Brothers movie, A Serious Man? Yeah. He got cast in that because the Coen saw him on Broadway. Mm. He had a whole successful career on Broadway for like over a decade before he got cast in The Serious Man, his first movie. And then since then, he's been in movie after movie. You look at his IMDb, he's been in a ton of shit. Yeah. But he was, already had a whole successful stage career before that. Yeah. That not. That's awesome, though. I love that. I love that story, Gay, because you, you, you get where you're totally happy where yeah. you're at on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a really great career goal in and of itself right, right? like and then someone just comes to show along. you that yeah. you never really know what yeah who's listening to what you put out like and then who knows how scared he was when the comes like we want you to be in our movies i don't do movies yeah i do stage i do broadway this is completely different who knows how frightened he was to do it and then he agreed to it and he was fantastic and now he's a whole bunch of shit goddamn michael stolberg um that by anything else you watching uh, I need. I, I mean, I need to watch the Mandalorian. The new episode. Oh came out my on, god, it was so good, Drew. The new episode came out on Friday. I Drew, haven't watched they it. They did straight up Seven Samurai. It yes. was great. Like I, well, it's because, like I said, Chris, it's back to where it should be. Back to where it should be. They're ripping off all the right shit. Yes. Shogun Assassin merge into Seven Samurai slash Magnificent Seven slash yep. Three Amigos. No, exactly. They're all the same story. Yeah. And and they um, all have numbers. And they all have numbers. Very <laughs> personally, they all have numbers. And um, Gina. Carano, it's her episode. Okay, so she shows up. She shows okay, up. Okay, cool. One and she is fucking great in it. So um, I'm looking forward to it. So I'm, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll watch that probably tomorrow. That reminds me too. I actually had this queued up. The, uh, Mandalorian for you guys. Are, you have you got it on D plus yet? Oh yeah, yeah. On D plus, yeah. You watch Mandalorian? Uh, not yet. You you should. It's really. There's good. only how many episodes are there right now? Three, four. four, four. Okay. And they're only like thirty to forty minutes, yeah. so it's a nice, quick watch, very enjoyable. It's a western. It's a space western, but it's also uh, the the bounty hunter protecting the yeah. baby story. And uh, the funny thing I noticed about the score. I love the music. Yeah. Great score for it. Mm. But I was listening to it. I was like, this sounds very familiar. familiar. Very, very familiar to me. So let me see if I if I can find where I did it. Um, yeah, so here's... I'll go for it a little bit, too. Ooh. <laughs> oh, with the, the horns to kick in. There's a very specific theme. Uh-huh. So give it a couple seconds here. Uh-huh. Here we go. So here's the main theme for the Mandalorian. Very western sounding. Yeah, it is. Right? But very eastern. Yeah, same thing. Exactly. Fucking drums. Now here come some horns. After this. Hey, <laughs> like after the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> They're hyping the horns. They got to have the guitar up to for the western. Yeah, true, true. Alright, here we go. Ah, yeah. Now, that is a very Lord of the Rings. Yeah, very regal, very royal. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, you got the vibe for it, you got the feel. Yeah, yeah. Now listen to this. It's got the same horns. Just yeah. Little, just a little darker. It's a little yeah. darker. Yeah. yeah. It's a little more dour, but yeah. But what yeah. is what is that? It's the Creed soundtrack. Oh, oh shit. It's a boxing movie. Mm. 
They're both scored by the same guy. Oh, uh, okay. Ludwig Goransson. There we go. Who, uh, he was like friends with Ryan Coogler at USC. Oh, there we go. And scored his movies. So when he did Creed, he brought him in. Yeah. And now he's got a whole fucking huge career, which includes doing The Mandalorian. And he's got the same... I was listening, I was like, this sounds so fucking familiar to me. <laughs> and and then, that's why, Chris. And I saw the other composer, Ludwig Goransson. It's like, oh, yeah, shit. It is almost the same thing, yeah. It's very funny, right? I, I, I mean, some composers have their sounds like, you know when you hear a fucking John Williams score. Uh, I was going to say, John Williams is the ultimate example. Yeah, of like, like you know, when you hear like that's fucking Johnny Williams. But then I'm not gonna like ding him. Like, oh, your Indiana Jones score sounds like your ET score. Like who cares? They're both no. great. Yeah, John Williams. They're he's, both, they're both he's got a specific sound. They're both so good. Um, and Delsa, Delsa. Uh, I mean, his dark materials oh caught up on that Mandalorian. Well, how long Mr. did it take Robot. you to figure that out? Um, I think episode three. Okay. There was a third episode. I was like, "Oh man, the score is getting me. The score is getting me good. Oh, what is this?" <laughs> and then, and then you figured out which. Whatever. Yeah, and then it just kind of struck me, like, "Oh shit, that's Creed." <laughs> like, "Oh man, I love because I love the Creed movies so much." I can't think of anything else for whatever. Reason. Okay, that's it. Yeah. You're good to go. Uh, well, we already talked about that bot. I watched Mr. Robot, yeah. and then I already talked Mandalorian. Yeah. No more details. Just watch it. Yeah. So much. So good. Puppet work. I dude. That really? Yes. Oh. It, practical effects galore. Oh my god. Oh, I love that. Have you been seeing on the internet the Baby Yoda? The Baby Yoda memes. Yes. They're everywhere. That's the Mandalorian. It's from the Mandalorian. Oh, okay. That's a puppet. Yeah. It's real. It, it brought Werner Herzog to tears. Werner Herzog cried. <laughs> and they're like, we should switch with CGI. He's like, no, like, no you're, you're a coward. You're a coward. Leave it. <laughs> Oh, man, um, I'm sure that so many people doing that meme have no idea it's a Mandalorian thing. Exactly. They, they just see yeah. a cute little puppet with holding cups and no. being adorable. And then, oh, and where they, do you and buy they, that? And they just <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I guarantee you there will be a toy for they're work, Christmas. They're working oh, on fuck it. yeah. They gotta. Um, so it's uh, it's throughout the this episode, this little cute little Yoda. Yeah. It takes two people to, to remote control mm. the head and the hands and everything. Yeah. And, oh, God. Feeding little fishies and touching buttons. I mean, in the in the last episode, like he just he chases around a little lizard and then just picks it up and fucking swallows the bastard whole. And yeah. It's like, yeah, and oh the, damn. And they watch it, like, oh shit. <laughs> I guess he's a carnivore. Yeah. Uh, oh god, it's so cute. All right, so you gotta watch that. I watched that. Bat. Uh, I finally been made a good dent in this book, uh, Semiosis by Sue Burke. I highly recommend this book so far. It's a uh, sci-fi, and it's uh, it takes place. Like 115 years after a group of colonists have left Earth, mm. and they go to a new planet called Pax. That's what they call it. And it's they, they just found a planet that they could live on, that like they could uh, sustain. Pax. Pax. Yes. Uh, Pax. Because they want to arrive in peace. It's all about starting anew in peace and everything. Like yeah. That, right? And um, so they get there, and they quickly find out that there is. Um, both animal life and plant life on the planet and the plants have been evolving for so long that they have their own form of sentience um the plants are smart they're smart plants so these people have to figure out how to survive on this planet alongside the plants do they work together do they work for them do they figure out how to make the plants work for them etc etc and then the way the story is told it it goes by generation so like the first 30 pages like the first group of cons to arrive and figure shit out. And then mm. all of a sudden it jumps like 26 years to uh, a, another person's story in the next generation. Then it jumps another 30 years to the next generation. So I'm halfway through and they've gone like a hundred years forward in this whole, uh, the colonizing of this, this planet and everything. And, and then at some point, I think in the third chapter we get, uh, 
the plant's perspective. All of a sudden, oh, okay. it, all of a sudden yeah. the chapter changes and then it's like the bamboo. And then you start reading the bamboo's <laughs> thoughts and shit. Like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually very, very good. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. it. That, that What's remi- it called? That, Semiosis. That reminds me of Semiosis. the Swamp Thing comic books talking about the yeah. green. Yes, yes. It's very, yes, it's very Swamp Thingy. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, trust, Drew, that the bamboo looks down on dumb animals. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> dumb, slow animals. <laughs> Um, it's really good. Semiosis. I'm enjoying it by Sue Burke. I think it's her first uh, novel. I think she was a um, uh, like a textbook, okay, like a college textbook yeah. type writer, maybe. And okay. this is her first like fictional thing. So that's pretty much it. That's my media diet. How about you guys, uh, Leslie Joe? What are you watching, reading, anything you want to tell people about? <sighs> We've been watching a lot of stuff on TV mm-hmm. lately. Um, we just watched the whole Ugly Betty. Uh, we, oh, yeah. we finally finished it, yeah. That's yeah. been... That's from the that's early 2000s, yeah. right? Yeah, it was 2005. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What was that, a CW show? Um, I, I can't recall. Do you know I, I think it was, it was, a, it was it. a main network, I believe. It ABC. was like ABC or NBC. Oh, okay. One of, the, one of the big four, big five. Yeah, it took forever to get into that, but I really loved it. Yeah? Yeah. I really loved it. Um, Is that Abigail Ferreira? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and she's on... Uh, America Ferreira. America Ferrera. Yeah. Is she the one that's now on um, Superstore? Yeah, and yeah. we've been watching okay. that too. That's a funny show. That's a it's a really funny show. Yeah, I like I like watching that. Um, just been kind of digging around into weird stuff because we've got all these outlets now. Uh, I really hmm. enjoyed the Imagineer story. Oh, the uh, the Disney on one the Disney where it's one, about yeah. the the creation of the parks and everything. Yeah, yeah that's something I want to start watching. Oh, uh, they did a really good job. How many uh, episodes is it? Is it's it? a it's a docu documentary. It's oh, it's like, a, it's a one like okay. Oh, I thought it was a series. No, it's just a one episode thing. Oh no, it's okay. two. Okay, and I, it's a two part. I think they're coming out. I don't know if they're coming out with more though, because Disney does the same thing where they don't release everything. Correct. They release one every week. Correct. Mandalorian so, is every Friday, which makes Fridays enjoyable again. Make Fridays great again. That's, That's the what saddest thing I've yeah. ever heard. Come on. <laughs> every, every day is the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all a nightmare. It's an unending nightmare of of uh, swirling. I mean, I mean, listen to Trent Reznor. Every day is exactly the same. Well, we've been just kind of watching watching stuff. Um, I really enjoyed that uh, first episode of the, oh God, um, the Netflix show with the Tom Brady issue. Oh, oh crap. Yeah, with um, Paul uh, Rudd. Paul uh, Rudd. Living oh. with Yourself, the first episode of Living with Yourself. Yeah. 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 Uh, are you liking you only watched we one watched, episode We only so watched far? the first episode. I, I woke up one day and GMA, this is maybe three weeks ago, GMA was talking about how uh, Tom Brady's doing all of this work on the back end to try to clean up this thing that they they recorded on a green screen. It didn't tell him exactly what it was for. Mm-hmm. And they made it look like he was coming out of uh, the, the the bar, they're the Massage salon yeah. that, that the owner of the Patriots owned. Oh, really? Yeah. For and, the show? Yes, and they 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 completely made him be like, oh, how many times you been here? Oh, this is sixth time. Like they made it look like he was coming out of. What? That's hilarious. It was hilarious. hilarious. I mean, like, I think that they learned a lot from that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lessons learned. Because like, if you're gonna do something on a green screen and not show me what you're doing, uh, show me the final before I get approval on it. Maybe like, sign something. Yeah. yeah. Especially like the funniest part about it is that I mean, like the whole scene takes place, <laughs> like. In a beat up strip mall in a parking lot. Yeah. 
the fact that they did that green screen, that's the only reason to do it green screen. You can go hi- to any strip mall. Because you're hiding what it is. Yeah. yeah. You don't want them to see. Oh, can you walk out of this um, uh, Massage Envy uh, <laughs> storefront here real quick? I mean, for no reason. So, yeah. All I did was watch the YouTube clip of the uh, the outrage uh, on his part. Yeah. And then I watched the first episode. Um and, you know, I would hate it if that happened to me, but it was <laughs> hilarious. Well, he's the millionaire with all the resources, so it's on him. Yeah, I was about to say, to I get, if he would have had his lawyer take a look at something, I'm sure he could have figured out what the fuck is going on. He could have done his due diligence. If he had looked into it more, he would have saw that that cleaners was not just owned by a Jewish washwoman, but by far more. Drew, you need to watch The Irishman for that to make sense. Okay. But I would like <laughs> to further watch uh, Living With Yourself because it seems fascinating, and I would love to have... Have further dialogue and the pre- on it. And the premise is that Paul Rudd plays the guy who uh, he's living with a clone of himself. He's like, no, he's like li- miserable in his life, and his coworker is like doing really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, these What's people have done really wonders for me. Here's the card. It's exclusive membership only. Mm-hmm. So he like draws all this money out of his bank account. He goes to check it out, and then next thing you know, you realize what's going on. But it's that there's a second dude. There's a second him. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, it messes up. And then it's like only six episodes. I think it too. seems like it's light, but it seems I think it's, I think it's fascinating. A, I think it's a mini series, like a limited series. Oh, too, okay. Where yeah, it's yeah. Like just one season, and then only a few episodes. I appreciate that because it's better, especially for that. Yeah. I don't like yeah. having to get so involved in something. Like, Not everything has to be. Yeah, you know, you know, it was twelve episodes, an hour long mm-hmm. for four seasons. You know, not every story needs that much time. That's you, kept me out of watching stuff for very long. Yeah, yeah. you, you know what? You know what? A mi- yeah, you know what? A miniseries, like uh, what was supposed to be a miniseries mm. with like six episodes, mm. lost. Oh yeah, true. They didn't know what they were doing after the first season. We were talking about that off mic, Jessica Cyburn. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I read a whole article, an interesting article about the pilot and how it was an oral, oral histories where they interview a ton of people and they all talk about putting the pilot together. Uh-huh. And the um, not even J.J. Abrams or Damon Lindelof or any of those guys, Matt Reeves, none of them. It was uh, ABC executive was the one who came up with some huge creative choices that really set the whole lost thing like in motion and fixed a lot of problems they had. And he was the one who came up with, oh, this is how you're going to end the first season. And J.J. Abrams was like, oh, that's a good idea. And then they fucking did it. And then the show was a huge hit. Wow. And then they're like, all right, now we need more seasons. And they're like, oh. We don't know what to do. Oh. Okay, the smoke monster? I don't know. Pol- polar bears in the jungle? Hatch? Uh, I don't know. What, what would get people talking? And it worked. Mm-hmm. People were talking all around me. Have we seen Lost? I'm like, shut nope. up. I got taste. It's amazing, <laughs> dude. It's one of the best things ever made. I've never seen an episode, never will. Oh, man, you should watch Watchmen on HBO. If it's David Lindelof. Because that's Damon Lindelof, yeah. same guy who was, uh, mm. ran Lost. Um, you should see what he does when he learns from his mistakes. It's really good. If you like, if you like Lost, you love Watchmen. Um, ugly Betty, Living With Yourself. That's Netflix, right? I oh, know that's Netflix. Uh, living With, yeah. Yeah. Etchy, it's been making me watch movies. Like yeah. what? What have you been watching? Oh, crap. Uh, <laughs> oh, put you on the spot. Yeah. On the uh, movie show. She had what not seen uh, Gal- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. That's, it's fun. That's fine. Yeah, it's enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I mean. I wish I would have like had that idea for a costume for Duncan. 
<laughs> Which, uh, a rocket raccoon? Yeah. <laughs> you can still do it. They're going to do a third one. It's fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> like that. Well, they're probably going <laughs> to do a seventh one. I... <laughs> uh, maybe. You never... Yeah. As long as the thing is successful. That's keep, what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, away. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. 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 Uh, anything else you can recall? Disney Plus is good for all that Marvel stuff, the Pixar stuff, yep. Star Wars is and whatnot. I know if you, you've only seen... You, they, never, you never watched episodes one, two, and three, right? Those uh, prequels? I saw one and decided oh, that's the worst that of you all. can fuck right off. Well, yeah. um, I don't know. Vaguely. No, no. Dude, the first one's all fucking stupid pod racing. It's pod I, racing. I saw two, and it was a little higher, almost as if the first movie was a shit goblin, and so was the second, but they got on top of each other, yeah. so it's taller now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, the, the third one just adds, and then the third one came out, and I was like, "You can suck my dick." Yeah, it just I'm not, adds, I'm it, not doing it. Just it just adds another level to the shit goblin. That's all. Yeah. So you're talking about when the movies initially came out. Yeah, but then you have since gone back and watched the original. No, but that's because they're so insanely terrible that um, I could, on the day I die, watch it and be like, "Yeah, it was garbage," sure. and then die. Sure. So uh, no, I did not go back. Mm. There's no reason to. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then they came out. They're like the third one. No. No. Well, I mean, I was, I'm not saying, there was. I'm not the, say that's any good or anything. What they did for the first two, like they, a third one was not deserved. It's interesting, but they even, had to. Interesting, even when it's all the prequels, um, having because didn't you really watch those movies for the first time? Like you tweeted about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched like, the original a year ago. Yeah, so, yeah. So you still saw the prequels then before you even saw all that yeah. stuff. Man. And you, you record fifteen podcasts a week. Uh, yeah. Time. <laughs> like how can you? Uh, <laughs> the prequel's gotta be really bad if you have no basis for him whatsoever. Man, Drew, the Mandalorian, you gotta watch that. Ah, they did a. I don't wanna say. I don't wanna say. It's so good. Yeah, don't. Please. I'm watching it tomorrow. God, see, if you had seen it, then I'd be screaming it, ruining it for all the listeners. Yep. Um, I'm watching it tomorrow. Can you think of anything else? I will definitely be watching that. It's, it's uh, a fun show, man. It's super fun. Can you think of anything else? Other movies? Uh, uh, Back to the Future Part 3, maybe? Oh, uh, we we then watched... Um, time Crimes. Have you seen Time Crimes? Time Crimes. It's a good movie. Time Crimes? Yeah, Time Crimes. It's really good. It's a, it's a Spanish uh, time travel movie. Fantastic. Excellent. In Spanish? Yes. It's made in Spain. Excellent. Excellent. Subtitles are fine. Yeah, it's got subtitles. Yeah. Just read fast. Oh, no, no, no. That's no, not a problem. I was just asking. play on your iPad and read... Ooh, you gotta hold it to your face. <laughs> or like, have they should have an app where, so, like, if you're watching a movie at the same time that you're using your iPad, the subtitles are like along the top of whatever app you're doing. Make it easier. Oh, with the, with the app you're using as well. Yeah, just watch. Yeah, the and it'll movie. go over it no matter what, like a notification bar. How about you actually watch the movie? Uh, any music maybe you've been listening to, or podcasts, or books. No, any good sunset? I know we watched other movies. We we watched the not the fourth, but the first three Toy Stories in a binge session the other day. Oh, that's fun! Yeah, that's cool. And and by the way, the 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 cheap theater um, over where was that? The Altamont Picture Show. Yeah, um, they uh, they have Toy Story four right now. Where is it? The picture show? Yeah, Um, yeah, picture show. Yeah, it's the 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 dollar theater. Yeah, that's the one that's behind the Mm -hmm. the, yeah the picture show. You're Mm -hmm. right. You're right. Um, yeah, that would be now is the time for them to show Toy Story 4 for like, yeah. what, a dollar? Yeah, it, depending on if you go on Tuesday, it's 75 cents. 75 cents Tuesdays. That's when I saw uh, Dumb and Dumber-er. Mm. Ah. The, the prequel with the kids. Yeah. 
a waste of three quarters. That is, uh, yeah. I was gonna say, at least you saw that in cheap theater. I should have, I should have just taken those three quarters and flushed them down the toilet. Oh no, there's a pinball machine out front. I could have yeah. played a pinball. You could have played a pinball for machine for forty-five seconds because I'm terrible at pinball. And that machine's pretty awful too. Six. But yeah, it's not even a good machine. <laughs> but yeah, we, we 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 have to you know find some stuff to do that is low budget because we're not rich and yeah. uh, we need to be able to spend time together that is not like working and stuff yeah so yeah we try to go and find places to play pinball and that happens to also be at the dollar theater that helps that's a good cheap date maybe yeah. one time we'll see a movie must have been, must have been of... wild seeing toy story one through three in a binge because mm. then you can see the animation progression oh yeah over, cool. over like especially with the people almost 20 years uh-huh. of, uh, of advancement in, in technology there yeah, yeah. i never Holy returned crap. my copy of of toy story one to the library back in 02 or okay, whatever all right so, i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> for your, for for your sake, call the feds. No, for your sake, pause. I'm going to delete that. I paid for it. All right, we're talking federal. Oh, you paid for it? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, okay, I'll leave it then. For eight years. I, was, I thought we were going to protect you. I thought we were on the run. <laughs> that was like 02. We're talking Toy Story 1. You think there's statute of limitations on library crimes? <laughs> yes. I do. These are federal crimes, Mr. Cogburn. Federal. You have the you have the librarian, uh, general. What's he called? On your ass. Yeah. Yeah. I paid for it. I saw that episode of Seinfeld. Um. Okay. A lot of stuff here. A lot of good media diet stuff. All right. Now we we have to we got to do emails because um this yeah. week we happen to have a, a quite an abundance of emails. So Juice Cogburn will take it away. Cinema. Crespedes.gmail.com. Uh, he'll start reading, we'll start pontificating, and then we'll wrap this baby up. Yeah, we got uh, some reviews from Gabe. We got three. What's re- up, Gabe? Three reviews. All right, here you go. Review number one. What up, show? One. Review one. The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. Oh, okay. That's a Terry Gilliam movie. It was okay. Watching oh. Driver carry a c- comedic drama was fun, hmm. but more of a one-time watch. I don't know if I actually have ever seen that one. Have, did you see that? What, the, the one about him trying to make the movie that never got no, made? No, that, that's Man of La Mancha. That's a documentary. Okay. Have okay. you seen that Man of La Mancha? No, that is fascinating. I remember yeah. it coming out, but no. That is fascinating. Yeah, that's a great documentary about a movie fucking production failing. Just, oh, it's Every, so everything spe- going wrong. It fails so spectacularly, Chris. Insurance company was like, we're taking control of all this. <laughs> you never, never see any of this footage. Uh, this is the actual movie that they ended up finishing with okay. Adam Driver. Never saw it. Yeah, no, I didn't see it either. Okay. Uh, Minding the Gap. Minding the Gap. Fantastic documentary on Hulu. Probably one of the best things I've seen this year. Yeah, so Thought good. it was going to be about some punk kids forming a family among themselves, but it's really personal and really heavy. Yeah. One of the best things I've seen this year. Absolutely. Watch it right now. Should have done it earlier. So good. Minding the Gap. Definitely highly recommend. Yeah, it's uh, fantastic. Yeah, people try it. And, and it's uh, one of those ones that Hulu paid for the rights to it, so you have to have Hulu. And Sisters Brothers. But these days, they're practically giving Hulu away. Yeah. Like, what do you got? Spotify? Uh, Disney Plus? Sprint. Yeah, Sprint, Verizon. Like, here, just please take Hulu. Please take it. Oh, uh, we've got a Sisters Brothers review as well. Sisters Brothers, the Joaquin Phoenix. Yep. Uh, John, C. John C. Riley Western. Okay. Joaquin Phoenix and John C. Riley. I respect John C.'s acting chops and, and resume, but he is a weird-looking man with a distinct voice. That's true. His look is strange, and... In this, he doesn't make an accent choice. Bad. Really bad. He just uses his normal voice. Maybe he does bad accents. You know, like I'm telling you, the Daniel Craig Southern draw kind of bumped me just a little bit, you know? But I'm always, not always, I have an issue with when English actors do American accents. Mm -hmm. At least he took a tact and went Southern. Mm Mm-hmm. 
like house is my favorite example of yep. the, the flat. It's so dead. It's so flat. It's just a flat dead. What is, uh, you know, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch does it in Doctor Strange, where it's just flat dead. There's no. Oh, uh, Joaquin, <laughs> Joaquin is fine and dives into his role because he's method like that. Jig Chili Hall, yes, ma'am. Overall, a weird tone based off a book, I guess. It is based off a book, Gabe. Um, the Sisters Brothers is actually a very good book that I've read, and it's a short book. It's only like two hundred pages, so you can bang it out really fast. As a book, it works great. Um, I did a while ago. I started watching this movie, Drew, The Sisters Brothers, and I got like forty minutes into it. I was bored. I watched. I, it. I stopped watching. I watched the whole thing. You watched the whole thing on Amazon Prime. Did you like it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was bored. It was. It was I very. Didn't, I didn't even finish it. Subpar. Yeah. Like actually, the you know is, what? The book is quite good. You, you know, I would rather watch Slow West. Slow West is a very good western with Michael Fassbender, and it is indeed a slow west. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's good. Uh, at one point, he gets shot. And then salt falls off a shelf and pours right into his wound. <sighs> that's the type of day he's yeah. having. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And that's the type of movie it is. Yep. All right. We got an email from Ron. What's up, Ron? He's the man. He's got reviews. <laughs> he's got some reviews for us. Okay. Yes, Knives out. Knives out. All right. What do you think? It's the modern day clue. I yeah. think the color scheme of the promotion during the film is done on purpose for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Absolutely. Uh, just saw Queen and Slim. Did you guys have? You, when we say clue, have you guys are are you fans of the Clue movie? Any of you? Yeah. The movie. Yeah, the movie. It's awful. <laughs> okay. I mean, it is awful, but I like it. But it's fun. So yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But do you enjoy it at all or no? You no, just think it's, it's bad. awful. I think it's bad, but I still enjoy it. Like an earnest movie. I yeah, no. Really yeah, it's just awful. Bad. Leslie, are you, have you seen the Clue movie? Have you seen that one? Uh, no. It's. Did you know it has three different endings? I didn't. It's fun because it's a mystery movie, right? So they actually shot three different endings. That's quality. And then regionally throughout the country, they will play a different ending depending like on the theater you in, which is fun. Yeah. And then when they release it on home video, they, then they just play all three endings in a row. They were like, they were like McDonald's toys. Like, come, like come back in a week yeah, and collect the last one. Uh, <laughs> and it's fun to do that, but then it's also bullshit. Me. Oh, so you made a movie that yeah. could have three different endings? Like, Fuck yeah. That's kind of bullshitty. But then what, they what is this Bandersnatch? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But. You, I I never, I never looked at it from like, uh, like a. It's Clutersnatch. <laughs> it's Banderclue. What? Like any kind of streaming point of view, or like if you bought it on DVD, I, like I never watched them that movie in any of those types of capacities. Yeah. So like, do you know how they display it? Like if they just. Yeah, yeah. I because I've seen it on like Comedy Central and stuff. It, they just play it with the ending, and then they do kind of like a like like a rewind type sort of effect, like a. Okay. And then they just show. The so next you watch ending. all three. Yeah, and they just play three endings in a row, and then you're in on. That'd be cool if they had like a play movie one movie two movie three and like well the only thing that changes is like the last five minutes right not even but i mean then you don't have to what if you want to see like the ending in the middle but you don't want to see the first end you see what i'm saying yeah seriously probably on the dvd in a long distance relationship and you don't realize that there's different endings and you're in a huge fight because you're a person it's like no it was colonel mustard like no it was professor plum like you were you didn't go to the movie you were sleeping with somebody else like and then your trust broke yeah Yes, I, I agree. Clue probably resulted in many damaged relationships in the 80s. Wow. We should sue. Yeah, the internet wasn't around. I like so. the movie even more for internet that. wasn't around to save us like it was back then. Um, I'm sorry, Drew, go ahead. Just saw Queen and Slim. Queen and Slim, yes. Oh, we also saw that one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, like I tweeted, I still get calls about me walking into my own house, even in Cali. I was a junior in high school when I went to the land subdivision of a friend's. 
He got a call from a neighbor to ask if he was okay because a big black guy was around the house. This movie should be made because of this environment. Mm. Saw it with a full theater. People cheer at the garage scene. Yes, yes they in did. our theater too. Yep. That's crazy. Uh, I hate I hate the end, but I love it for showing the differences of black people all around. I hate the end. I feel the end thematically makes sense. You're not, you're not, oh, you're does. not supposed to like the ending, no. Ron. The ending no. is what it is. Yeah. Um, that's so funny. He said people cheered in his theater at the exact same, same time people cheered in our theater. Yeah. That's how you know the movie works. Maybe he was in the same theater. No. Ron, were you in Orlando? <laughs> and Wh- not hanging out with us, bro? And Waves. We could have been giving each other back massages. could have been making Drew uncomfortable. Yeah. It would have. <laughs> waves. <laughs> I want that special episode on this movie. Oh, yeah. Ron wants us to get with Sam. He, he wants Sam to record an episode with a black guest reviewing Waves. That's never happening. Has Sam ever had a black guest on her show? Reviewing what? This movie, Waves. That's oh, that, that, Which is now here in our town. Only yeah. playing at Enzian for four five days. fucking days. Yeah. Uh, we are... Ron we, are bending we, over backwards. We, we see it. Drew and I are bending over backwards to make sure we see this movie. Uh, I mean, I'll try to make it happen. I don't know. He wants us to also do an episode with Samantha. Why Sam- Samantha of all people? Hell, teaming up with Queen and Slim, but I need to have a girl explain. Maybe this is why. There you go. I need them to tell me the headspace of a chick that does that instigation strike upon somebody. Not saying their reaction to it was right, Especially in a time where equality is so important, hmm. but if she didn't, the event would be would have been different. And, and I but guess, this, but I'm this sorry. movie is my number two of the year. Wow! I need y'all's thoughts. Wow! He loves this movie. Maybe it's because Sam has one toe in the hood. Maybe so he can see her being the. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why he wants her to see it. And right. Then wants us to do an episode, a special episode on this movie with her. Schedules be damned, Ron. I mean, we'll try, but no. I don't know. We got an email from Christine Lopez. But he likes it so much, it makes me want to get into it. All right. Oh, Christine Lopez. What's up, Christine? Hi, I'm Jeff Goldblum. I didn't mean to say that. You're not Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say the different one. That's fine. Chris Crespo. That's me. How dare you, sir? Oh, shit. Wait. I heard your segment on Tom and Dan about cats, and you have the audacity to besmirch one of the longest-running and most successful musicals, winner of seven Tony Awards, including Best Musical, ushered in a new era of the musical, and produced Broadway to a previously untapped audience, Families. Yeah. I forgot about that. You were passionate. <laughs> fucking hate cats. <laughs> you think and, you hate cats, Chris. Yeah, and I'm, I'm talking about the, the play, not the actual cats. I think cats are cute. Uh, I hate I hate the animal and I haven't seen cats. You hate the animal? Oh yeah, cats are terrible. Let's read the email and then I'll defend myself. (laughs) (laughs) From from, uh, this uh, past and maybe future guest of the show, Christine Lopez. We'll see how this email turns out. Uh, The plot the plot is simple. Yes, (laughs) cats come together for one night to audition to be born again for the the jellical ball. Think America's Got Talent. Only the prize is reincarnation and not a show in Vegas. Right. It's easy to understand. It's whimsical and it's beautiful. The dancing is acrobatic and impressive and songs are earworms you find yourself humming Ugh. and it breaks the mold of having to be emotionally weighty to be worth watching. Just because it's an earworm doesn't, doesn't mean it's, mean it's good. good. No, agreed. <laughs> Mo- in fact, in Chris, head. most of the earworms that I have are bad. I hate them. Memories. Some of the most delightful films I've seen have had 
have had simple plots. My neighbor Totoro immediately comes to mind. Mad Max Fury Road. But like all art should yeah. also be appreciated simple, for simple. more than the sum of its parts. Sure. It's not only an amazing stage show, it's an important within the context of the modern Broadway show. Okay. What Katz has done for audio and stage production and marketing and in tapping into the idea of musicals being family friendly entertainment on a global level should not be overlooked. Same as a number of films on the AFI 100, its impact is undeniable, even it's not as quote unquote good as others. Ah, okay. Mm. I like that. That's a great. I'm going to write that down. As Grizabella sings, if you touch me, you'll Chris- understand what happiness is. Fucking Just give it a chance, Crespo. <laughs> Still prefers dogs to cats in real life. Christine, aka Field, Stevie you, Orlando, dogs, aka Miss I Love Musicals. P.S. The costume design for the movie is still kind of creepy, but nowhere as bad as the beaver from Zoo Billy Zoo. Zoo Billy Zoo. Oh, Holy Zoo Billy shit. Zoo. Zoo. I do. I do not. I used to get in trouble. I used to call it Doggity Doo when I got in trouble. You called Doggity Doo? Well, I got in a little tangent one time, yeah. Okay. That uh, sounds like quite the tirade. <laughs> Zoobly Zoo. I think it's Zoobly Zoo all the time because I'm on uh, Tinder and Bumble and all these chicks post Snapchat filters with the animal filters all out there looking like Zoobly Zoo. I Zoobly hate bitches. that. They all look like they're in Zoobly Zoo. Um, okay, we're going backwards. Christine at Feed Me Orlando on Instagram. People follow her. Like I said, she was a past guest. So our fun food run. Remember mm-hmm. we had that food run, yeah, Steve? Yeah. Yep. You were here for Christine's episode, right? Uh-huh. Um, and just, she just made a really uh, really adorable drawing of offcuts. Yes. Did, yeah, that's right. Because she, she's a great artist. Very. She's a, uh, she's a, she's a, 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 a trained artist, and she did such a cute little drawing of you guys. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. I, I, I consider it like, uh, like the heads are like... Um, Bill Watterson, like like Calvin, yeah, Calvin like Hobbs, and also sort of like a. You'd appreciate this, like a, um, what's the the Fallout type of that that old the ah, Bill Forties and Fifties, yeah, 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 yeah. And then like it, Very and then like the noodle legs of like. Uh, old Mickey Mouse cartoon or old cor- cartoons in general, yeah, how yeah, they yeah. kind of like spring, like do do do, like yes. dancing and stuff. Steamboat yeah. Willie type style. It's, yes. it's, it's Steamboat Stevie, Steamboat Etchy over here. Yeah, he has noodles for legs. Um, <laughs> I do. Look. We all can't have big muscular legs like me. Sometimes we like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You got the chicken legs. And you all got the upper butt. The upper respiratory infection is fine because you got the tiny, tiny legs bringing you around the town. Listen, uh, first off, uh, yeah, I hate cats. Look, I hate cats. It's fine. It's funny she brought up AFI and uh. this, the cultural significance of cats. I am in no way besmirching any cultural significance of cats. I just think it sucks in the way that Steve thinks Citizen Kane sucks. Yes. Okay. So in the now, way. So now I'm in. Now I'm on the opposite side of that discussion. In the, in the way I think the Beatles suck. In the way he thinks the Beatles. You think I the mean, Beatles suck? I understand the, the cultural importance. Really? I get it, but fuck those stupid assholes. Uh, I feel the same way about Elvis. <laughs> Garbage. You like Elvis? <laughs> no. I agree. Garbage. I like, yeah. I like the I like the Beatles. He wasn't. He was an important. <laughs> I love the Beatles. And Elvis was very important yeah. historically too, but he's. I, I agree, they're both culturally important, but like as my personal taste goes, no fucking garbage. I like yeah. them both. Well, I'm on that side of the argument for cats. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I agree with you okay. on cats. I, I, I can't say cats. I just don't like musicals. Period. Yeah, at so. this point, you just. Don't, you just don't <laughs> I was gonna say like I don't like musicals. musicals. I don't know anything about cats. Okay, well here's the thing. I generally don't like musicals, but I have seen a number of musicals. Growing up in New York, I've had the. Fortunately, I've had the opportunity to see. I've seen Cats, mm-hmm. Phantom of the Opera. I've seen Les Mis twice. Ugh, I'm sorry. I've seen 
I mean, I saw the movie version. I like the movie I'm, version. I'm sorry, but, too. But the, the on stage is like, oh, shit, this is kind of powerful. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've seen um, a play called Hot Feet, which is um, an adaptation of the Red Shoes with Earth, Wind, and Fire music. Whoa. And, and then at the <laughs> end, when it was done, Earth, Wind, and Fire came out on stage. And I was like, oh, shit. they were an Earth, Wind, and Fire concert. They were singing the whole time. That's awesome. I had no idea. Oh, that was them doing a lot. It was oh, them I like actually that. doing it. And then they came out saying, shining light for you to see what your life can truly be. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, yes, Earth, Wind, and Fire, baby. Um, I've seen Little Shop of Horrors on Broadway with nice. Joey Fatone in the lead role. I've seen, uh, I've seen a lot of Broadway stuff. I, I Broadway is not like foreign to me, and as much as I don't like musicals, I still there are things about all those musicals that I liked. I loved the. Um, the but yeah, you can still have the story, the actors, the characters. Stories are course. still good. I like the chandelier in Phantom of the Opera. I like the the stage design of Les Mis is incredible. The rotating stage and the mm. the, the wall that they build, the resistance. And, and, and what you're trying to get at is that Cats is just garbage? Cats fucking... I hated it so <laughs> much. All of it. I hated the music. I hated the, the, the dancing. I, when they're walking down the aisle and they're like trying to interact. I was like, don't touch me. I don't want to interact with you. I'm here to see the show. I hated cats and then i even saw a version of cats i was apparently a like it was supposed to be a almost family friendlier version it was a shorter version it was supposed to be a version that was kind of geared towards younger audiences um the ticket was also cheaper too i think that was the thing they did to get more people to broadway which is cool it was you know that's how we were able most of the shows we saw were like discounted tickets and stuff like that when i saw family opera i was in the upper mezzanine Back row. My my back was to the back wow. wall of the. When they say perform to the for the back of the theater, they were performing for me. Yeah, I was the one they were performing for. I was back there. Um, man, cats, I, I hated it so much. Like, uh, did you get in, like a, an accident on the way there, or like did you get like broken up a, with? It was or, like a, was no. there something like horrible was, that happened? Before? I was in middle school. <laughs> it was a pleasant day. I was going to Manhattan. With it the was family. in middle school. You didn't have a pleasant day. No, I'm saying age wise. Like I, was, uh, I wasn't old enough to be like, oh, my girlfriend broke up me. I didn't have none of those world. And have you, you, you've watched it since then? Uh, no. Because you're a different because person than you were in middle so school. Much. I hate it so much and you when know, I go back and watch it. I've kind of noted, in my own personal experience anyway, that for the most part, if I saw something when I was little, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, well, have you seen it as an adult? I say no. If I then watch it, it was accurate the first time. It, it, I, my opinion does not change. Yeah, that's, what, that's why I'm bringing up all the other stuff that I've seen. It's not like I hated everything. Yeah. It ha- I was going to say, it has changed. Yeah. Like, my opinions do change for sure. It's happened before where it did change, but for the most part, it doesn't. I my, just go, yeah, I remember it being this terrible. My opinions have changed most of my life on music. Yeah. The, the music that I listened to in the 90s, like, nah. Can we not talk about that? I would, I would not. Oh, Drew, you don't want to listen to some corn with me, bro? No, and if we listen to Limp Bizkit and Linkin Park afterwards, I'm going to vomit. Well, I... I <laughs> Uh, $2 bill y'all listen to I never, I never liked Linkin Park is that an example you brought up mm-hmm. I saw Linkin Park open for was it Head P.E. at Hard Rock Live uh, I, see, I mean I depend- saw Linkin Park Project 86 Head P.E. and someone else I mean, and at, Papa Roach no, I mean at the, at the time Linkin Park and Head P.E. 
like at the same time at that time. It like, makes sense. I would have loved that show. It was a show that made sense because I would have been there. But it was before I even knew who they were. I was like, these guys suck. And, I, then, and then they blew up like a year later, and everyone loved them. I was like, oh no, my existence is hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, the shame was Head PE had the better album. Head PE was good. That, they that, were fine. That, that first album I still listen to this day. That was fine. It was good I stuff. Know what Head PE? Head PE. Head Planet Earth. Head Planet Earth was a band. Yeah. It was like um, there were like there rock hip hop. Yeah, it was like it was like what Incubus used to be, but with a black front guy. Yeah, it was sort of an Incubusy before what? they got popular. Yeah. Yeah. Was that no, no. Uh, I feel like I should have known about this. Eh, they didn't get that popular. The only reason why I knew about them was because when Follow the Leader came out, they had a, it came with a CD sampler. It came, it came with a sampler and there was a Head P.E. song on there that I liked. Uh, Follow the that's, Leader. That's how I found about Head P.E., Incubus, like, all those, a oh, lot of those sure, bands sure, sure, sure. were from that sampler CD. Follow the Leader was the album that started making me be like, I think Corn is bad. Yes, no, I agree. <laughs> because after, the, after that, it was like, no, this is garbage. I think this is bad. Yeah. Um, Agreed. But then I still listen to, I don't know, I, maybe I should listen to the first album, I don't know. Did y'all watch the AMAs? No. Um, ask Me Anything? No, I haven't watched it, Ask Me Anything. Do you want to ask me anything? <laughs> Go ahead, ask me anything. Oh, it, just, it was cool. Which, that's, um, who puts that on? That, the is, only, that, is that Billboard? The, so, the, the no, fans, Billboard has I, their own thing. The fans do it all. I did not watch. Uh, so it's like a People's Choice type thing? Yeah. Okay. I didn't watch the AMAs, but I do. I don't watch uh, any award show, to be honest, I, except for the Oscars. When I, went, when I went to New York City, I told you that uh, art installation I went to, that uh, that was like the inside that changed all around. I showed you those yes, pictures. Yes, it was amazing. Okay. That looked amazing. Okay, so that's done by a company called The Moment Factory. I follow them on Instagram now mm-hmm. ever since I went there. Mm-hmm. They were the people who did all the uh, the design work for all of the uh, live performances at this year's AMAs. Okay, so, it was like, legit. So like the Billie yeah. Eilish performance, like I saw a little Instagram from, from their perspective mm-hmm. yeah. of what they did for the Billie Eilish performance. And it's like, oh damn, you guys went to fucking work. So they, they put on a huge yeah. thing. What's so something this just happened was this just this week? I'm really it must have been. It, must it have was been. last Sunday. Okay, okay. there we go. It was the AMAs. Yeah. And, uh, there was uh, there was a lot of it was Taylor year Taylor Swift got the per, the performer of the decade or the artist of the decade and she also got artist of the year okay. which is a whole a huge big honor but like uh, the the performances that I watched you know they had uh, Carrie Underwood and Dolly Parton and it was, yeah. it, was it was really awesome oh, Dolly Parton Dolly like awesome. uh, you know from a, a stage performance wise like this is definitely a production like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. well I mean it's funny how. I hate award shows, but the occasional award show performance will legit like yeah. put a person on the next level. Um, Ricky Martin, right when Living La Vida Loco is about to come out, he yeah. did I think the Grammys. I think so, yeah. And he did a production. He did um um that was right around it was like I think it was ninety eight. So the World Cup was happening, and mm. he did the official World Cup song. So they did that song, uh, La Copa de Vida, the Cup of Life, mm. and he did a huge production that like the whole stage was just. Those, that's when he peaked. Yes, no, that was that's what like I guess it was at the same time. It, it blew him up in the country, and then he was as hot as he was gonna be for the rest of his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, he still he still works, he still tours and everything, but like ninety eight to two thousand, I was like. Ricky Martin craze. I, mm-hmm. I was I was putting the I was coloring my hair. I was doing everything I could. Like I, 
Puerto Rican. That guy looked like this guy. And um, <laughs> it was from the Grammys. It was from a uh, an award show. Him doing that performance. Everyone was talking about it for like the next. I think I saw years. that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big, big deal. So that's still possible to have that kind of show. That kind of showing. Uh, and it's cool. What's the name of it? The Moment? The Moment Factory. That's a cool name. Yeah. It's, it's like a, like an 80s new wave band. It does. We're the Moment Factory. Thank you, Philly, for coming out and seeing us tonight. All right. We also got an email from oh, Camilla. No, no, I'm not done. I'm cats. <laughs> listen. Listen, cats. Can you stop pontificating, listen, please? Listen, cats. That movie looks like trash. It's also... I want to see it because it looks like trash. <laughs> because it's a three hundred million dollar movie. So it's a, so it's a three hundred million dollar trash heap. Oh my God, Drew! It's, Chris, they're never going to make their money back. It is one of the most expensive movies ever Chris. made. There's like less than a half dozen movies that cost that much money. Uh, Case and Point. Well, God, what was uh, Baz Luhrmann's The Great Gatsby? It is going to be oh, like that. What a glorious, glorious, it is going expensive to be, mess of a It movie. is going to be... I, I, you guys it's going to be Gatsby? a repeat. Do you guys remember that with Leo Cameron? Did you see that one? The uh, Great Gatsby? Uh, yeah. The Great Gatsby? I thought... Didn't it have Leo? Yes. Yeah, I didn't see it. No. It was awful. No one saw it. What an expensive It was so expensive. So expensive. It's, Cat's going to be the same thing. They're gonna spend, and at the same they're time, They're going to spend $300 million. No one's going to see this fucking movie. Maybe. I don't see, I don't I don't see why, I don't I don't see why like The Great Gatsby it. had to be expensive. That doesn't make any sense Because Baz Luhrmann has no nuts. sense. <laughs> yeah. He has no sense. That's why. Because he made Australia. He's like, people want to see this. You want to see Hugh Jackman in Australia? No. Don't you want to see Hugh Jackman? No. It's Hugh Jackman. Does he have adamantium? Kidman. Does he have adamantium no, paws? No, but he, that I'm not interested. But he's using his real accent. Does he have magic waggle fingers? That I'm not interested. No. <laughs> Unless he has claws or magic waggle fingers, I'm not interested. Prestige style. And now the prestige. That's my Michael Caine impression. Um. Okay, it's Christine. Good. Oh, Christine, I'm sorry that I shit on cats on the most popular nighttime radio show in Orlando. But you know, this is my honest opinion. I have to be honest with myself. Yeah. I would rather see Little Shop of Horrors starring Chris, Joy Fatone. Chris, that was legit great. That sounds awesome. That was me being like, I'm now turning the corner on Joey Fatone. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's actually talented. Feed me, Joey. Did <laughs> <laughs> you know at the end of the, the stage, the one. original <laughs> version, the plant wins at the end. Uh, what's her name? Um, Audrey 2. Audrey 2 wins at the end. And the, and the last song of Little Shop of Horrors is all the main characters but their heads are like in plants and they're singing the big song and the plant wins and plants. I love that. Oh god, it's fantastic. It's great. It's wonderful. Just a guy. It freaked me out. You got an email from Cremella. Cremella, what's up, Cremella? Welcome to Cremella Park. We've got uh reviews of stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. Final season. This series has been great. Yes. Visually, the best television show ever, even over Legion. Wow. Janice was. Damn in- it! I keep forgetting to watch that. Legion's so good. So good. It's so, and it's over. God. You can. You can. Damn watch it! It's so fantastic. It's so good. Janice was an incredible addition to the Mister Robot. Janice is great. I love as Janice one of the character. villains in the final season. Yeah, for Her sure. Her character would make a really great spinoff series. <laughs> Better call Janice. That's funny. I love the fact Sam Ismail had an ending in mind, and rather than stretch it out, he basically. Fast breaking to the show finale. True. Can't wait to see how it ends. It's on USA. That's true. That's part of, part of the reason why I'm enjoying Mr. Robot so much because they were like, I, like, they were writing the season and they were like, I think this is it. We think this is the end of the show. And cool. then they told USA, season four is the last one. And USA's like, okay. 
Yeah. Okay, you got anything else in the hopper? Because we still want to work with you. Briar Patch, starring Rosario Dawson. I want to, I'm going to watch you know, that. I'm going to give it yeah, a chance. I am. I'm going to give it a chance. I hope it's good. Uh, uh, Watchmen. Watchmen. First slash last question mark season? Yes. It's a single shot. One shot. Oh, okay. So this is why I think Don't. it's going to be better than Lost. I know you like Lost. I think Lost is trash. This is why I think it's going to be better you than Lost. You haven't seen it. I've seen enough. Okay. I've seen some. Okay. I, he hasn't seen it. I haven't seen it. I, I you can't I think see it's, some. You have to start I think from the beginning no and watch reason. it. I've seen the pilot. I'm the one who and thinks I've seen you ran- can't do and that. Then I've seen random episodes. I've seen enough. That you can't do I, random I, episodes, man. I've seen, I've seen enough. I'm the one who hasn't seen it and thinks it's trash. It's a tr- it's, it's a cheap trashy show with a cop out ending. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the ending sucks. Thank you. Yeah, no, it does. In comparison to Watchmen, which so here's the thing. So Lindelof, uh, he composed one season of a show, and he's like, "This is it for me." And if HBO, he said in an interview, if HBO wants to do more seasons, they can. Mm-hmm. Just not with me. But he's done. He'll he'll move on to other stuff. So it's meant to be like a contained story. Whereas in Lost, it was a network show where like we have twenty episodes. They have to be this long, and we want the show to continue as long as fans keep tuning in. Yeah. So it's just like we have to keep drawing it out, drawing it out, drawing it out. And then they did a couple of seasons where they got fucked by the writer strike. Yep. Do you remember the writer strike? Yep. How are you gonna do a mystery show with all these threads when you can't technically write? Yeah. You know, and, and that literally means pens and paper. Like, that would be violating union rules if they literally wrote yeah. something. They'd have to, like, stand there and be like, okay, we'll do this, we'll do that. Keep track of that in your mind, you know? Yeah. Did they actually do that? Were they writing stuff down? They literally aren't allowed to write during a writer's strike. <laughs> like, they can't put a pen to paper. <laughs> That's fucked up. And they were still like, well, we'll do TV shows and movies anyway. That's how you have reality TV. Anyway, true story. Go ahead. What an interesting show. <laughs> Much like Mr. Robot, I have no idea where this show is going. Can I just say, uh, Sotera has some new wax... As good as the visuals have been going pretty good here on Mr. Robot, the soundtrack from Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor on Watchmen has been just as good. It's so good. Can't wait to see how it ends. So good. What a great soundtrack. Uh, Trent Reznor does a soundtrack for Watchmen. Harley Quinn. You gotta watch Watchmen. Watch it. This new animated series should connect with fans of Archer on FX or Adult Swim animation. Tone-wise, the pilot plays very similar to the Deadpool movies. Kind of meta and kind of a parody. I really dug the classic 2D animation, plus similar to the early 90s Batman animated series. Uh, plus it's just fun to watch an animated character curse and repeatedly yell fuck over and over. True. Can't wait to see how it progresses. DC. Uh, we, <clears throat> we had the DC app for a while because, yep. literally because Ron for the Patreon paid for it and wanted us to review it. Uh, which we did, and then I shut off the subscription because Ron only paid yeah. for X amount of time anyway. Yeah. Excuse me. Which is and, fine. Which is fine. Um, this show, the Harley Quinn show, actually makes me contemplate maybe turning the app back on so I could watch the show. Interesting. Yeah, so maybe when like it's all out, all the episodes Just are out, let me know. I can turn it back on yeah. for a month, I'll let you know, and we'll play for out. a month, no. and we'll crank it out, and then we can shut it off. All right. Servant. Servant. You guys, are you following the Apple Plus, Apple TV stuff? No. Uh, what's there? Is it called Apple TV? I said Apple Plus. I don't know. It's, Ab- it's Apple uh, Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus. So or have- Apple Plus. I don't remember. I, I've heard both. Right? Exactly. Because there is what a plus What do you have, But I believe it's Apple Plus. Are you subscribed to it? No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, um, I don't do Apples. You're, you're not doing their show? Because you mm-hmm. have all the... You're, you're, you're all in on all their devices. You should... Oh, no. You well, have to, you have to get I mean, a new device to get a year free, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that'll happen. Uh, well, then go, go, go. Leslie, it's Christmas. Get him something <laughs> so we can get him some Apple hey, Plus and I can he, get it on that password. If he wants me to be Apple, he's got to get me something oh, Apple. Oh, you don't have nothing Apple. Get her something Apple so she can get in on it and then Leslie can get the I password. Think, I think for a year. I thought that was like year. if you bought a Mac. 
Like, I, I think there's certain devices. If you buy a certain I know, Apple I know, device, I know an iPhone is one of the devices. And a straight up just yeah. an iPhone. Yeah, there you go, Edgy. It's all you got to get. Right. Listen, buy your woman an iPhone for uh, for Christmas. I was going to say Halloween. And then give me the password <laughs> to your new Apple Plus thing so we're going to watch this M. Night Shyamalan servant show. I'll share that with you. Thank you so much. This is a new TV series for M. Night Shyamalan. That's what I said. Which has a great premise. A young couple's baby dies. With, oh, thank you. Or did it? Ah. The first couple of episodes are very atmospheric and tense, like you might expect from M. Night. Sure. Of course, as all things M. Night related, it will come down to the surprise twist to determine whether the show is actually worth watching. How does the show end? Yeah, but after sure. two weird episodes, I'm all in. Can't okay. wait to see how this ends. Apple. Uh, so I guess that means Carmella has the Apple program, unless he's torrenting shit. So don't, don't be stealing, Carmella. Come on. Um, there's also a Jason Momoa show on Which there. Which looks kind of wacky. It's called C, and it's, uh, he's like, what is he, uh... It looks the like... Explorer type of thing? It or? looks like a future past. Like, like a, a, Yeah, apocalyptic like, future yes, past. But exactly. Snowy. Like, like but, a, it looks like we had, like, we, we, went, we went to some heights as humans, yeah. and then it all fucking fell down, and this is like 500 later years, like, after, after the fall. It's like the, uh, the final Tom Hanks story in Cloud Atlas. Yes. Exactly. There's also the Jen Aniston, um, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell show, The Morning Show. Which oh is, yeah, I've seen that. Which is a hell of a cast, and um, but it's got like mixed reviews though after the first couple episodes. I watched whatever was available on the preview. So I think one or two episodes maybe. I think at the time it was one. Were you, were, did you feel it? Were you liking it or no? I honestly I like those actors and so many other things. Yeah. Uh, I thought that it was. It made her look old and unattractive. Uh, like, Aniston? Un- yeah, it okay. made her in a bitchy character that I didn't quite uh, appreciate. Interesting. Um, I yeah. feel like... What is the character she wants to play, though, but you're still not interested in seeing her do it? Is it you don't want to see that type of character, or you don't want to see Jennifer Aniston? I don't want to see her like that. You don't want to see her Her do and it. Steve Carell, it was a weird... And Carell's playing like a Matt Lauer Me Too type, right? Where you see he's being accused of some bad shit. I feel like there's a lot more that they didn't show us in the truth behind what their actual issue is. Yeah. That they didn't get into on the free samples. And I don't care. That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> That's, no, no. That I is think, key. I think it's interesting, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another review I read that was kind of like down on the first few episodes is the fact that it starts, the show starts mid-scandal. Right. So you don't know who these people are and they're really dealing with shit. And it's like, well, where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. So you're thinking maybe if we get to know who these people are first and then introduce a scandal. A I feel like we've had in. so many real life scandals that are just like it. Yeah. They could have taken a different position and maybe like instead of creating some different dynamic that probably already exists that nobody's talking about. Like, sure. Uh, just I, I don't know. Like it's kind of it kind of feels like modern day beating us over the head with what we're dealing with. Oh, sure. I mean, and I like to watch. That's TV how I thought knives out with those. I guess yeah. like. I, I didn't see any of it being impactful to a point where I felt like any of it was important. I, I don't know. It just seemed unnecessary. Yeah. Well, that, that by the way, uh, same thing with the stand-up with uh, um, what you were talking about with, uh, I can't remember the last thing you said now, but it reminded me of like like Bill Burr, uh, the stand-up he just did where he was talking about like today's issues. Yes. And um, Dave Chappelle... Did the same thing and we, stuff. Yeah, we talked about that before. Yeah, we yeah. being hit over the head with all they have to talk and about is today's modern political is culture. Shit that's already in your face. Yeah, as opposed to just trying to work through it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
They, yeah. they just want to comment on it. It just seemed unnecessary drama well, that I don't want to get involved well, in. Well, that's just yeah, it. It's un- that's just it. It's unnecessary. You're being handed media that's supposed to be entertainment that outlines the shittiest part to of be, your existence. To be honest. And it's not funny. It's not dramatic. It's not. It just pisses me off. And that's why I stopped watching last week tonight with John Oliver because I found myself after the Trump election be like, just thinking in my head, oh, that's a funny joke. It's not, not funny anymore. And not laughing. No, it's like, not, I wasn't it's, laughing at anything. It's really? not funny anymore. Because yeah. with John Oliver, though, like, like he goes over issues a lot of times that have nothing He's to do with Trump He's extremely smart. And and, yes, I know. And I love all those bits of his show. But every episode, especially after the election for like four months, yeah. Yeah. the first 15 minutes of the show was about, what did Trump do this week? Oh, I finally stopped listening to Colbert. I agree with everything a, he says it's, it's the same about thing. it, but I, I just, don't want to hear about it. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. But meanwhile, though, for... For every person that's like us, like I don't want to hear it, there are more people that do because Colbert's ratings started improving when he started tackling politics head on. Yeah. His first year of the late of the late show with Stephen Colbert, uh-huh. he didn't do any politics and his ratings were floundering. He was behind Kimmel and Fallon. People still wanted the Colbert report. They still want the Colbert report. So then when he does it now, he gets into politics, he found his ratings going up and now he has surpassed Kimmel and Fallon. Kimmel found himself doing more political stuff to keep up. Fallon tries not to do political stuff. He found himself going from first place to last place in the span of like a year. Where he belongs. Where he belongs because he's trash. He's not funny. Um, apparently, he's one of the nicest guys in the hobby. I was going to say, he's one of the nicest He's funny in the, in the way of, I would like to... I never found him funny. Hang out with him or something like... I would no. love... I'd, I'd get a sandwich with him. i talk to him about Hollywood stories yeah. all day long. But if you're telling me, oh, you want to go see the new Jimmy Fallon comedy? No. You want to fucking no? Oh, you want to eat my butthole? No, (laughs) no one wants to do this. No, get out of here with this. I think I would love to also see a little bit more from the actual writers. Like you know, I I think that the people that write for them are brilliant, and uh, those are the true heroes. Obviously, I like when Conan. Who did he have come out? Um, Dion Cole. Cole. He he was one of his writers. It's like this guy is so funny. Let's actually have him come out and do shit. He's got he got he's got a comedy special on Netflix right now. Good, that's great. Newer one. I want more. That's that. cool. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. Conan's the one to do it because probably because Conan started as a writer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, that so, makes perfect so, sense. So he always continues to appreciate writers. Leno was a stand up comic first. Letterman, where did Letterman come from? I don't know. I, I mean, have no idea. I'm a stand up comic and I think that writers question. are important, but not not as far as my jokes are concerned. Yeah. But as far as like writing for those political shows yes you you they can't they make it come like act like they come up with all that on their own no, they, like, got, they gotta do so much research um well and then that's why last week's time also continues to win emmys oh, or whatever yeah. but if those I love writers it. all yeah. quit they're they're screwed but like, see i i specifically love it because oftentimes in an entire episode trump doesn't come up like that's specifically why i love I john oliver I, I haven't watched in a while so i'm sure they've now gotten to a point where they can do that but god it's so depressing oh yeah when it first came out of I, course i, th- yeah. I think w kamal kamal bell is his name w kamal bell ball he's one of the writers on colbert i believe and he's fantastic he has a podcast uh i can't remember I'm, all my details are fucked up true usually i'll do a podcast true email the Irishman. The Irishman. <laughs> the first hour was incredible. The cars, the clothes, the music, the small town setting. The See, it's I- incredible, Drew. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, you know what? Fuck it. I'm never watching The Irishman. The Irishman transported me back to the different place when time with really likable characters, similar to how I felt watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hmm. And to be truthful, I kind of wanted to stay there with this character study and examine mafia life in a small town. Then Jimmy Hoffa comes in, and for about the next hour, Al Pacino goes full Pacino as the movie presents the story of Jimmy Hoffa, Hmm. and I kind of tuned out just a little bit. The Irishman regained its momentum for me after Hoffa is arrested and then released from jail. Then we get a much more interesting and nuanced performance by Pacino as Hoffa tries to regain control over the union despite some major obstacles. Mm -hmm. Overall, I really liked The Irishman despite some shortcomings. Can't wait to find out to see where Hoffa was really buried. Netflix. Really buried? He was cremated. How How tall is Drew? I'm about six foot, six one. Thanks for asking. That's the question is email? It's in the email. <laughs> How tall is Drew? <laughs> I don't just read random bullshit. These no, these are I, six one. Like I said, six foot six one, somewhere in there. Six, six and a half, maybe. Have a non event you're, you're about an inch taller than me. Have a non-eventful Christmas. This guy's not go out here and say he's six foot one. He's not six foot one. This isn't the NBA. You can't Cromella cram it in your height on my show. I mean I'm five eleven and a half. You're six foot and a half. You want to go back to back? I'll go back to back with you right now, motherfucker. Like a part of your birth certificate, I'm supposed to extrapolate no, your six foot. It, it says six foot on my ID because they don't have half inches on there. They'll yeah, take whatever you tell them. Oh, will they? Etchy says six two. I should have told him six five. <laughs> six two. Well, he is a very tall gentleman. <laughs> um, all right, next email. That's it. That's it for emails. My other thing is mm-hmm. death is coming. All right, so uh, all right, cinemacrispies.gmail.com. Well, we appreciate our emails and your opinions. Thank you so much. Whether you like cats or not, it's cool. It's cool. You can like cats. Listen, you can like cats, Christine. Just because I don't like it doesn't negate your opinion about cats. I don't even know right? what it's about. I mean, is it about like cats, alley a- cats on the street? Kind so of what's deal? happening is that there are these cats, and they're jellical cats, and they're going to go to the jellical ball. They're what ball. cats? Jellical cats. See. It's based on uh, T.S. Eliot stories to her, his grandchildren or his children, uh, and it's full of nonsense words and bullshittery and because uh, it's for children, and also not just a, just a smidge of racism that they've had to cut out of. Uh, Christine, I noticed in your email you didn't talk about the the racist song about <laughs> Asians that they had to cut out of Cats when they redid it ten years ago well, because we'll, they had to. Whoa, 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 whoa! We'll skip the racism. Um, T.S. Eliot was hugely racist oh, and yeah. anti-Semitic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Andrew Lloyd Webber, Webber came up with this musical based on T.S. Eliot's stories uh, that he just told his kids about stupid cats who they would go to the Jellicle Ball where, like she said in her email, they would get chosen to move on, uh, to essentially die, and then be, be reborn as a new cat. And at the end, the cat that sings, Memory! The cat that sings that is the one that gets chosen, gets lifted up into the sky in a tire, never to be seen again. Wow. And um, also that song, Memory, the most famous song, was written for a completely different musical. Did you say it? A tire? Yes. That's cats, good. dude. That's a good way to get lifted. Actual cats. Actual Have cats. you seen Mirror Mask? I did see Mirror Mask. Yeah, that's that. Uh, remember Mirror Mask? We saw it at the Enzy injury. Do you remember that? I slept through the like The cats that ate books. Yeah. That the was, cats was, that ate books. It was uh, animation, slow yeah. motion. Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Yeah. No. Drew, uh, uh, if I had to go between what you just described mm-hmm. in the cats versus Mirror Mask, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna go mask, with Mirror yes. Mask. I, I I fell asleep in Mirror Mask, but that was more of like uh, just a scheduling thing. I was just super tired. That I found day. it on DVD for fifty cents at a garage sale. <laughs> 
Deal. Deal. <laughs> yeah, I, I that own a, it. Yeah, that's a fucking wacky movie. I remember that. Deal of the century right there. 50 Cent Mirror Mask. Yeah, there we go. Neil huh? Gaiman. Uh, so yeah, fuck cats. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, I go see dogs. I love dogs. Dogs are great. Dogs are great. We all love dogs. Right, Drew? Drew has a cat. I mean, I'm still not going to go see a stupid movie called Dogs. Homeward Bound. Yes. Homeward Bound 2. What about that? There are cats and dogs in that movie. What about that? Did you ever see that Wes Anderson film? How about Cats and Dogs? Uh, I love dogs. I love dogs. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun one. It wasn't bad. It was fun. And also stop motion, which is great. Yes. I I loved the style of it. It so cool. Beyond the style of it, though, it was was a good movie, but it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a fine movie. It's not his best. He has better movies. I love how the Japanese people talked with no uh, No subtitles. No subtitles. So I have no idea what they said. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, uh, wah, 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 Watched Oliver and Company because you know Disney Plus. There you go, Disney. Uh, there's also Lady and Tramp. Speaking of dogs, mm-hmm. have you watched? I've heard it's terrible. Uh, I have not heard of. I've heard of it's terrible. What is that? Is that a TV show? The it's uh, not like a reality <laughs> show. I've heard it's terrible. Hosted by Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> uh, but the, yeah, the uh, the live action uh, Lady and the Tramp. I've only heard good things about it. I, I probably won't watch it because I have no affinity for Lady and the Tramp mm-hmm. growing up. Uh, I liked it. I've only Did seen you say good that things Ryan about Seacrest it. Ryan Seacrest was in it. On, on the TV show, I heard it's terrible. Yeah, oh. it's a new ABC show they're doing where uh, they have people come off the street and they make them review new TV shows, mm. but then they only if they don't like the show. Oh, but also they can't have seen the show. Interesting. So if they get someone to admit, oh, I've heard it's terrible, then they go woo 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 woo, and they win and they get the prize, and that's how the show ends. It's a good show. Cool. Looking forward to it. Uh, okay, that's it. We're over time. So Jersey Cogburn, thank you. Mm-hmm. Steve, Leslie, Joe, thank you so much. Absolutely. We had a good time. We didn't have time for Six Degrees of Jeff Goldblum, so I'm sorry, Gabe. It happens. Unfortunately, we'll do that in the future. Um, And our listeners, you are welcome for this week's free episode. Sign up for our Patreon to hear the good stuff. Um, All right. We out of here. A PFT Media Production.